0: What was that? What was that? <laughs> I got to find weird ways to do it to throw you off. I don't know. Uh, nice Some, little jig there. Dude. just go with it. Just ride the rhythm. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Chris and Kyle show. He is Chris. And I am Kyle. And this is our show. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately so. How you doing, dude? Yeah, dude, I'm all right. I'm actually having a really good morning. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, off that caffeine withdrawal, dude. Yeah, fucking. There you go. Yeah, I don't need caffeine anymore. But until I'll you do, until <laughs> you need it, again. <laughs> until, until I just want to drink coffee, again. until you have like an eight a.m. class. I don't know. I'll probably go. I'll probably go <laughs> the, the rest of the summer without drinking coffee. There you go. I think I could do that. I mean,
0: it's a good time to escape an addiction to caffeine because it's so hot out. Yeah, that like drinking the hot drink.
1: You, and don't, you don't need it. I see. I was. I was, th- I was with you. At first, and then you went on a different road than I thought you were going to go down. Well, I mean, like, you just don't have class. Or you don't have any reason to wake well, up. A, like, I, summer. I mean, like, the, the, my dependency on it being a, a hot drink or a cold drink, A, I drink iced coffee all the time. So that doesn't matter.
0: Oh, even when you make it in here? In the apartment? Uh, so
1: even when I make it in, but here's, but here's the thing. Even with hot coffee, I drink it in my room. Fuck you. And I have AC. With your AC in your room <laughs> and not out here. God. Ugh I'm feeling
0: pretty sore man Sore from what I started going back To the gym this week Oh damn My body is Is revolting It's saying stop that And I'm saying nobody you going to L.A. Fitness Yeah there's one Like right up there Yeah That way Yeah that way <laughs> Uh Yeah I like Started like Trying to eat better This week And then we had That pizza yesterday And it fucked me up Oh yeah Yeah dude I It was It was dude. so cheesy They put oh, so damn. much Cheese on that pizza Damn. And I was like, "Oh, body!" Now I feel better though. Yikes! Yeah, eh, you know, Sorry, just trying bro.
1: to, trying to make better decisions. I found pizza appealing. I love pizza. Well, obviously you love pizza, but like I'm talking about in that <coughs> specific moment where we were Dude, like, "No," we were out in the courtyard, out we looking summer, all the different a place places right there. Yeah, it sounded good. Yeah. Normally they don't put that much cheese. I feel like it was like filled with a lot of like, some amateur boys. Yeah, and, and that blaze. Yeah, that blaze right? was not popping at it the was, moment. No, it wasn't. The squad it. was not rolling well. No,
0: which is like normally when I go into a blaze, they're like on top of shit.
1: Cause like the the dude that gave us a whole bunch of cheese was also very like he would talk. He was, he was like, like, "Yo, what do you want in your he pizza?" Like, he was like, "Do you want do you want some? Protein? Hey, what, what kind so of sauce do you want? Do you want do you want mozzarella cheese? Do you want do you want, it? Do you want what, what kind of meat do you want? Red sauce, on your pizza? And then he like he asked me like what toppings I wanted like and I was like can I get some Parmesan cheese and then whatever meats on the shit that I already told you that I wanted like oh you told him you wanted like a specific yeah, pizza I told you I wanted like the spe- the specialty pizzas it was like a meat eater I think it's what it's called um and he was like oh yeah you wanted the meat eater right and I was like yep but uh, so there was that but also the dude that in his fucking, defense what idiot doesn't just
0: build their own pizza in there uh, true you fucking
1: idiot what a fool. <laughs> Um, But yeah, yeah that, then the, the And then the dude That fucking like Cut <laughs> our pizzas Yo he didn't know how To cut the pizza He didn't pizza! know how To fucking cut a pizza
0: This was extra offensive For us because we We're expert pizza cutters Yeah From our days As, as working at a pizza place mm-hmm. Yeah So yeah He just I, completely Didn't do the final slice On mine And so, he did yours Halfway across the, the yeah, pizza Yeah the,
1: the, the, <laughs> the final cut Maybe the next person He did right uh, You know what I mean Because he was learning yeah maybe <laughs> and he like oh so like, so it's like he powder. went one slice
0: extra for you and then the next person he got it right yeah, yeah. exactly oh maybe he was like wait seven uh, d- fuck
1: <laughs> 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 I just handed me the pizza uh, this, he went it's, halfway yeah like, that's, was so, that's wh- ridiculous that's ridiculous. so weird
0: <clears throat> yeah man it's been a pretty weird week What's that people are you know talking about storming area 51 <laughs> 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 Yeah th- uh, this morning the President like told American citizens to go back to the country they I came from. It's just a weird time, man. I love the logic of they won't kill all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone comparing it to, I don't know if you remember, I think it was Hurricane Irma and there was a big Facebook group of let's meet up in Florida and bring our guns and shoot at the hurricane to make it go back. Right. It's like a similar <laughs> vibe to that. Like the same people are probably in those Facebook groups together. The idea me me. of being like, we're gonna fucking squad up with so many people and we're gonna storm Area 51 because they don't have enough bullets for all of us. Right. What? Do you know how many bullets the American government has?
1: I mean, i would guess a lot. I'll guess a lot. They've got enough for everyone. I'll guarantee you that. I guess a lot.
0: Part of me, like, wants it to happen because, like, it would be so ridiculous. Yeah. But so many people would die. So I don't want it to happen. But at the same time, like, these are the people who like want to do this. So maybe, you know, like thinning the herd a little
1: bit. I don't know. Yeah, but here's the thing though. Like fucking like, I, I think that they're probably joking, but my boys, Terrence Ross and Wessel Wandu said that they're down. So, you know, there goes our two guards. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you, Fournier.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm going to fucking
1: really have to rely on him now. Um.
0: Yeah. It's such a, it's just such a ridiculous thing.
1: It's, it's whack for sure. I can't
0: put myself in the shoes of being the type of person who is so convinced that there are like secrets being withheld there that I need to know. That you'd
1: be willing that I to would, your life. That I
0: would storm it with a, with a weapon and a bunch of people I don't know right. to learn those secrets. I can't put myself in those shoes. It's so ridiculous to me. And apparently this sprung from the Facebook group existed and then it got, it blew up from a Joe Rogan podcast because he had some dude who is like wrote a book that like said he worked at area 51 and was like, there's oh, a damn. bunch of secrets or something, uh, that he had on his podcast. And there's so a bunch of people listening and they were like, we're going to fucking storm this place. <laughs> Cause oh, I saw shit. Joe put on Instagram. He was like, I feel like I'm partially responsible for this. <laughs> it's the power of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so insane. What would it take for you to storm Area Fifty One? Um, if Kate was in there, okay, that's that's nice. Like she got kidnapped. Yeah, not if she was also storming. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was like like like. Look, I'm I'm really into this. Like I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm like, don't don't do that. You're, you're not though. <laughs> you're not gonna do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's reasonable. Other than that, though, be- besides a loved one being captured
1: by the yeah. government, yeah. I don't know. But then again, like if love one was captured by the, the government, wouldn't it make you kind of second guess? Well, the, yeah, that's true. The kind of species. Well, yeah, if your that
0: girlfriend was cap- it because they're brought to Area 51. Yeah. Would yeah. you think Kate's an alien now?
1: Yeah. Which would make me want even to more fight. willing to save her. Exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because you'd be like, I'm dating an alien. That's awesome. That's fucking dope.
1: Yeah. A hot alien? Get out of here. <laughs> fucking jackpot.
0: <laughs> yeah just blows my mind. It's a weird time, dude. It's a weird time. Mm-hmm. And we're living in it. I feel like there's another thing that, I, that was weird, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, let's talk about some shit. Besides storming Area 51. Mm-hmm. As fun as that would be. <laughs> uh, Let me see here. What did you write down here? Does that say Movies.
1: This is just trailers.
0: Oh, it just says trailers. It says trailers. Oh, okay. Now that you turned it, I see it. Mm -hmm.
1: Upside down, I couldn't get it. It'll help us both
0: out. So we Mm -hmm. saw uh, uh, Midsummer yesterday because it won our poll. Look forward to that Mm -hmm. uh, later this week. Um, And we saw some trailers, obviously, before the movie. Just write Hot Alien (laughs) on your paper? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Cool. Title. Oh, that's a good one. Um, uh so what's the first one you got in there uh scary stories stories to tell in the dark yeah mouthful awful what are we what are we some kind of scary story to tell in the dark
1: Awful title. The old, like so, the most appealing thing about this movie <coughs> is the 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 fact that there's interesting monsters and shit, and it, it, like, it looks like they're all practical. The the monster I design looks Really fun. enjoy. There's a lot of different monsters. is attached some He's a producer. He's, he's a producer. So it's like, nah. so they throw his name but on the trailer. But that, that's one thing that is always pretty awesome about his movies is that like there's pr- some pretty interesting monsters and yeah. creatures and such. Um. So yeah, that's. For sure. This is the, the second that. trailer I've
0: seen for this movie before a movie. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't
1: know if we've talked about
0: it on the podcast before, but this is the second time I've seen a trailer for this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one was different, and I feel like they Stranger Things did up a bit more. How? <clears throat> There's the, the more focus on the kids. Oh, okay. And the whole, like, the kids are trying to solve mm. the mystery thing. Right. I feel like I didn't get that as much in the first trailer. Right. Also, the, the line from the Toe Lady cracks me up. Ooh. <gasps> Who has my toe? <laughs> as scary as it would be to have a horrible
1: thing hunting you down. If it was just saying who has my toe, that's funny. That's funny. I'm sorry. It's silly. That has to be in one of the scary movies, right? Where like Kevin Hart is being attacked by someone who's like. <laughs> you can't do that to me. You can't do that to right. me. You're missing his toe. You got long knees. Um yeah but the the creatures do look good yeah it definitely was like there was like more coverage of mm-hmm. like the kids like in the actual mm-hmm. like whereas before it seemed like more of like a like a like very generic, generic horror movie horror yeah. movie like uh, and uh, did they talk about like even like a haunted house before like the I do so the beginning well like the beginning of the, the trailer they of, go into a haunted house trailer. and find the book the beginning of this trailer, like it made me think of it, but obviously. Well, I was about to just, bring that up because we saw this this trailer, like, I think right before the it trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So like even more, it was like Which ringing in my head. It's the, the whole, same thing as saying the stranger can, exactly. It's yeah. the same thing as saying stranger things it because yeah. Stranger Things was influenced saying it, by saying it and it, it was influenced by Stranger and there's like a big Saying it it? That's
0: kind of weird. It's it very it it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's kinda It yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. Stranger Things It it's it, it esque. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can't do it. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah Long title Interesting looking monsters mm-hmm. Kids <laughs> One of them Some of them being dicks Hitting scarecrows With baseball bats
1: Yeah Interesting looking That kid bro. though I some will say Creepers vibes. That kid
0: yeah. had some High level bat technique Did you notice that? Oh He really? was like swinging That bat around Oh before. damn I didn't notice that He like that. did some Fucking ninja shit with it Before he swung it I, I didn't was see like, that I was impressed Wow Yeah it's like you're a fucking like technique
1: jock. Shit. Okay, I see you. I <laughs> <No>, I didn't <laughs> notice that at all. I was just too busy looking at that scarecrow and how fucking it weird was it was. It was a fucked up, gross scarecrow. Yeah. Had bugs crawling out of its eyes and shit. Mm-hmm. And then somebody woke it up. Yeah. Although, damn it, dude. We, we already fucking did our our midsummer episode, yeah. and there was like a, a scarecrow esque <laughs> kind of thing in midsummer. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you remember that? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that, that was one thing that we didn't really bring up. But I mean, we covered a lot. It's a
0: long episode. Yeah, we did one hour. It's a so lot to unpack in that movie. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, like, are you excited for this movie? I, it's one of those movies that like I'm excited when I see the trailer. I probably won't. I won't see it in theaters uh, when it like comes out on Netflix. And I'm like in the mood for it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Give like around shit. Halloween, you'll be like, all right, give me that shit. Okay. I mean, it doesn't have to be around Halloween. That's I the, dog. I watched Halloween on Christmas. Nice. I watched the movie Halloween on Christmas. Did you watch the Nightmare Before Christmas on Easter?
0: i might have might have been <laughs>
1: april time frame Maybe. april
0: may somewhere in there yeah yeah what if you were just like you had a misalignment in your brain where like you felt the seasonal holidays like three months too late always that so every christmas weird. you were in a ho- in a halloween mood you that like would be weird. you like put out pumpkins mm-hmm. and you
1: like had cinnamon smells everywhere yeah. that'd be weird I was diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder. What won't sad? You got a big yeah. bad case of sad like Toby. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Toby's got a
0: lot going wrong with him. Mm-hmm. A lot going wrong with him. Yeah. Bad time in Puerto Rico. I just watched the episode the there when he comes back from Puerto Rico. It's one of the best opens ever. Oh yeah. So yeah, good. Yeah, Toby's in there. I mean, it's, it's like an iconic, like memeable moment yeah. at this point, like as like half of the office
1: is memed yeah. out at this point. But mm-hmm. like when he just turns around, no, no right. God! No! No! If, if like if the Orlando Magic traded for Chris Paul, like I guarantee you that meme is going to end up yeah. somewhere on Twitter, yeah, as a reaction. Yep. No! No God! No! Yep.
0: yep. Um. Yeah, but this is the trailer that I was way more interested in talking about here on your list, The Farewell. Okay. Starring Aquafina. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up so we can get more of the cast and the director's name. I think it was Lulu something. Lulu Lemon. Nope. Lou Holtz. You're, nope. You're close. Lou Holt, Lou Holt Lewis is King. close. The Farewell. Lulu. Lulu Wang. Right written and directed by Lulu Wang. Mm-hmm. Who uh she's made some other stuff, but I don't recognize any of it. Something How called- much
1: Aquafina shit have you seen? you seen I
0: feel like I've seen more Aquafina stuff this year than I'd ever seen before. Right. Uh, but I still, like, like I just watched Ocean's 8 the other night. Yeah, I mean, she's blown up. Oh, I haven't seen Ocean's And it 8. was, you know, it's fine. Okay. So, like, Ocean's 8, <clears throat> there's, like, no conflict in that movie. It's really weird. Huh? There's, like, no nice movie? Yeah, it's really weird. Very strange movie. Like, there's, like, one scene of character conflict, and it's, like, barely even counts because they get over it so quickly. It's
1: very weird. I'd have to see it.
0: So, what have I seen with... Crazy Rich Awkwafina. Asians. Crazy Rich Asians it was, was
1: probably her coming out party. Neighbors Two,
0: in. I've seen. Ocean's Eight, I've seen. Um, yeah, I've seen way more. Yo, she's gonna be in that new Dark Crystal show. That's kind of weird. Stoked. <clears throat> um, I haven't seen Future Man. I didn't know she was in that. That makes me more likely to watch it. I like Aquafina. I think she's funny. She apparently like she's she was in
1: fucking because she. She's a rapper as she's well. She's a rapper.
0: That's why she goes by Aquafina's mm-hmm. her rap name.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's a rapper as well. And like I fucking listened to a, a wax song from like one of his older albums on the other it? day. And she was fucking rapping on it. I was Hell like, this yeah. She's fucking Aquafina. She huh? She good? Like it was one of the, it was like a verse that like I've heard before plenty of times because it was on a wax song mm-hmm. and like I just didn't know. Didn't realize. know it was her. Yeah, she's yeah, she's talented. She's her her
0: birth name is Nora Loom. Just learned that. Nora Loom? L U M. Loom lum. Nora mm. Loom Lu Lu Wang. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, like, there's some other. Like, I recognized. I, dude, I'm going to butcher these names. I'm sorry. C Ma, T Z I M A. Like, I recognize this guy in the trailer. This dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's in Rush Hour, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Something like that. Yeah, he plays Consul Han. Yeah, he's the dude whose daughter is kidnapped. Exactly. Yes. And I just watched that. He mm-hmm.
1: was in Arrival as well. Oh, shit, he he's was? General Shang in Arrival was hold on was that the the climactic character remember in arrival she makes she makes she makes a phone call is he the other person on the end of that phone oh, call oh
0: i don't remember if that's him or not maybe i feel like <clears throat> a lot of the times when i think of arrival my brain gets twisted and i combine it with annihilation I don't know why.
1: No, no, I, I know, I, I can understand they, that they came out around the same time, and they're both sci-fi. I can understand that
0: they both have like really good female leads. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Sometimes that happens to me. Let's we'll start
1: with A. Yeah, they both start with A. Both have. Dope anyway, scores. Anyway, this movie, The Farewell. They both may or may not be about <laughs> aliens. Anyway, they both are trash. They're both about Just arrivals. Kidding. Just kidding. I love them. I love them both.
0: Um, you want me to just read the synopsis for this movie? Yeah. It says, a Chinese family discovers their grandmother has only a short while left to live and decide to keep her in the dark, scheduling a wedding to gather before she dies. Sounds like a synopsis of a movie. But, like, this trailer was really good. Really made me want to watch this movie.
1: Yeah, A24, obviously. It, dude, just, anything just they, they make. Their, their anything they back. Anything their they back. affiliation with yeah. it? Well, it was- Fucking yeah, I'm down. Midsummer, A24, exactly. Yeah. Midsummer, fucking uh, Hereditary, Annihilation, right? No, no, no mid '90s. No. Uh, fuck, what's? I'm missing another big one. Mid '90s, obviously. Yeah, but A24, Yeah, they're great. They're like the,
0: they're like the poster boy of uh,
1: like low budget indie films right now. Yeah. Like let's go find an auteur. Let's yeah. go let's go find, you yeah. know, people who are really fucking talented and creative yeah. and let them make their movies. Yes. Yeah. The, the, which is awesome. Yeah, still. That's like what I would want to do mm-hmm. if I had a production company.
0: Um but yeah, this like it looks like Aquafina's really good in it. One, which like Aquafina is always funny. i like, like some people don't like her sense of humor. I think she's funny. Mm-hmm. Um Like I literally saw a post on Reddit somewhere that was like I'm tired of seeing Aquafina on these commercials with two chains. And I was like, I think those commercials are great. I just want to see different versions of Mm -hmm. them. Like, we've talked about that before. Like, make just sit them in a room for like two hours and let them make jokes, and then cut up like ten
1: different commercials. Yeah, that'd be way more fun. And then yeah, and then just circulate them all. Yeah, exactly. Not playing the exact same one every yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how fucking commercials work, but like that's obviously like one of the fucking worst parts about commercials. Yeah, how repetitive they are. You're just watching the same commercial fucking a yep. 100 times. Especially
0: like if you're watching a sports game.
1: Yeah. Watching some sport What well, if you're watching the NBA playoffs and you want to watch every game that the fucking Yep.
0: You know. It's you're going to see the same commercial very rough. 30 times in one day. It sucks. Uh but yeah, this movie like it looks like it like I like they talk a lot in the trailer about the difference between eastern and western ideals i think that's yeah. super interesting yeah this whole idea mm. like the idea of like they're keeping her in the dark because it's it's like kinder and she doesn't have to it's it's just like like a lot of like interesting ideas in this movie and it looks like the chemistry between the grandmother and aquafina is going to be really good mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really interested in
1: this. Yeah, movie. like literally, like that that last <coughs> shot of the trailer between Aquafina and her grandmother—it's just like something really sweet. Like mm-hmm. you're not getting any subtitles; you're just getting like the connection between. Them yeah, both she says one line in English. Wholesome but it is. It's fucking. Yeah, it's really it just. Great. This looks really good. I'm really
0: excited for this movie, mm-hmm. and like it also has the vibe. Like you talk about bittersweet endings a lot. This movie's probably going to be really sad at the end. I would assume. Yeah. If The grandma dies.
1: We fall in love with the grandma. Then mm. she dies. That's sad. She has a romantic relationship with the grandma. That's Maybe. My, that's my hot take. Maybe. That's my hot take. What'd you write here? Killing Man. Killing Man. Another one of these awful titles. Yo, what, yo, what are we? Some kind of Killing Man? <laughs> it's fucking shit. <clears throat> that yeah, title it's, is. It's, it's rough. I was- This ap- was an interesting I'm trailer. I'm appealed. I'm appealed. Like, like I'm, I was titillated mm-hmm. uh, by, by, the, by this trailer. A, Emory Cohen, my boy. Emory Cohen. So you don't? How do you recognize him? You've never seen Emory Cohen in anything. I don't know. So you've never you haven't seen Brooklyn. I haven't seen Brooklyn. No. I feel like you would really enjoy Brooklyn. I think I would it's too. It's a very sweet. I think movie. I would too. It's Very sweet. I movie. tend to like Sir Ronan. I feel like that's that's more in your wheelhouse than uh, than Midsummer was. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so yeah, but he was in that. Played someone who was actually who's He has a very wide range. Uh, just from the two movies that I've seen. Oh
0: him. look, he's the first two movies on his filmography are things on my watch list that I haven't seen yet. Brooklyn and the Place Beyond the Pines. Those are the two movies
1: that you yeah. need to see, dog. Because yeah. those are the two movies that the, the reason why I like Emory Cohen is because of those two movies. He was
0: in the, he was in that Netflix show, The OA. Hmm. Uh, my dad watched that. Said it was really good. Right. Anyway, Emory Cohen. But I recognized obviously Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. But the girl, Diane Guerrero, uh, because she's in Doom Patrol. I just finished that.
1: Hmm. No, but like, uh, yeah. So Emory Cohen plays uh, plays, like, in Brooklyn, he plays someone who's, like, he's the love interest. Like, he's, like... Oh, Saoirse Ronan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's th- this, like, Italian guy who's, like, kind of... He's, he's just very cute and very wholesome character. And in Place Beyond the Pines, he's, like, a thug. Like, he's, he's like... Is like hang out? He, he, wants he hang to out be with a rapper. Ryan Gosling? He, he wants to be a rapper and he, like, sucks at it. You Hell know, yeah. like, Hell yeah. fucking, uh, like... <clears throat> he's,
0: like, a lot of people from our hometown. <laughs> yeah, I guess I
1: guess but um, <laughs> but yeah like he, fucking really interesting character but I was like I was smitten that was the first uh, performance you were smitten I'd, with him that's cute dude that, from the the moment that I saw him in Place Beyond the Pines that was the first thing that you I saw, saw him, him in,
0: rap bad and you were like this guy's cute
1: I was like I like him right. I like him yeah. I want to see him in more right. shit and then I saw him in Brooklyn cool. still liked
0: him nice so this movie <clears throat> I think the most interesting thing about this movie looked like the way it was shot the way it looked like an older movie. It's like uh, the gritty-looking thing. You know what I'm talking about? Grainy is probably a better word than gritty. Yeah. Grainy-looking, which is like a weird decision to make. Mm -hmm. You never see stuff that looks like that anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, Doesn't even have a synopsis. It looked like it was about a group of money launderers who get caught in the act, and one of them gets amnesia. Liam Hemsworth looks like he loses his memory, Mm -hmm. and then they have to do stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. really know. Yeah. There's, there's, it just like a really there's guns, there's like cars, in, yeah, like yeah. Genre, it's a genre film. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't know why I like amnesia so much as a plot device. Are you a big fan? Are you a big fan know. of amnesia? Yeah, maybe I should start watching soap operas or something. Yeah, I mean it's solid. Um, I, I don't know. It's just like a, like a guilty <laughs> pleasure almost. It's like. The Jersey Shore plot <laughs> devices for me. I just fucking, <laughs> I really enjoy it, but I'm also like, this seems like kind of a crutch. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but it, 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 huh. I, I enjoy I it when know. it's done
0: well. I don't know, no, no. It could be good. It's one of those movies where you see the trailer and you go, that could be a really good movie or a really bad movie. I don't know. Word. Yeah. Um, yo, did you see this news? <gasps> They're rebooting Power Rangers. Okay. Now, me as someone who didn't love the Power Rangers movie that got made. So a lot about it I didn't like. The one thing that I thought was really good about it was the cast. How are you going to be the production company? Let me, let's just think about this. And you've got your sequel, right? And all, all of the people that you casted as your leads, your five Power Rangers, are all more popular now. They're all more recognizable. The fucking Red Ranger, Billy, in Stranger Things. Dacre Montgomery is his name. He was a Red Ranger. He looked like fake Zac Efron. Now he's Billy from Stranger Things. <laughs> I will always say it. Fucking Naomi Scott. Blowing up. She's Jasmine. She's in Charlie's Angels. She's the Pink Ranger. Why, why do you want to lose that? Um, RJ Seiler. We love that dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's blowing up or not, but we love that dude. He's mm-hmm. great.
1: Jacksonville native?
0: Yeah. Uh, apparently the Yellow Ranger girl, I don't remember her name, but she's like huge in Latin music. Oh. Which is some, Becky G, I think her name is. Becky G. Something like that. Okay. The the Asian dude, Ling, 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 something Ling or Ling something, I don't remember. He's rumored to be getting the lead in the Shang-Chi movie. So if he lands that and is a Power Ranger. What's a Shang-Chi? The Marvel movie. Okay. Marvel character, Shang-Chi. Yeah, dude. So it's like, why are you abandoning like the one good thing you've got going for you over anything else? I mean, your suit design is whack. Your Goldar sucks. You've got a weird take on Rita. There's a lot wrong with that movie that I don't like. But like, I liked the, the cast, cast yeah. and I liked the chemistry of the cast. I thought they went a little too far in the like, let's do like a dark, edgy teen thing. And I, they went a little too far in that direction. For my, there's a lot about that movie I don't like. But it's it's a fine movie. It's fine. It's you know, it's fine. The cast yeah. is the best part, and the sort of like
1: breakfast clubby feel to it is the best part of that movie. And Word. now they're like, we're
0: gonna reboot Power Rangers. It's like,
1: it's like something that like, if someone who uh, got on board and was just like really innovative, that they could take that cast and actually make a really good movie. Yeah, they could make a fucking awesome movie yeah. with that cast, yeah.
0: Especially like, like I think Dicker Montgomery's really good. I think he could be great. Mm-hmm. Naomi Scott's awesome. And who's gonna play Tommy? Has that been really? They never, they never said it. They, that, that was the stinger. Oh, spoilers. Yeah. That was the stinger at the end of the movie. The post-credit stinger was like the Green Ranger which dude give me that in a movie dude playing the sword flute summoning your fucking megazord
1: oh that would be so cool playing a sword flute through a helmet a-
0: <laughs> <laughs> does he have a little slit in the show I don't remember I that don't would think be so, man. I don't think he does but no. it would be like it'd be so silly if he did oh man good good
1: parring finger. <laughs> Were you, like,
0: a Power Rangers fan as a kid?
1: Yeah. Yeah? So, like, I don't think I was as much of a Power Rangers kid as, like, probably you were. But, like, there were specific Power Rangers things that I really enjoyed. And, like, it was one of those things that, like, I wanted to watch more of, but I never felt like I could actually... Did you like you just Dude, liked so i watched the movie a shit ton of times i did more of a power rangers movie? that movie is so many fucking times fucking awesome i don't care how bad it is yeah it's awesome that movie's awesome i have news. great yeah. Dylan. I've, I've, i watched that a shit ton of times but like the the storylines in the actual tv show I, i'm not as mm-hmm, aware mm-hmm, of as mm-hmm. most people i would say even rhr Yeah, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but
0: that was wild. I remember
1: having a They go to that game. Ninja Island. mm mm-hmm. That movie was crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh I, I I had this like Power Rangers book as a kid. Okay. With like all of them like doing different poses and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, Billy was my favorite character. Of the, course. The Blue was Ranger was my character. favorite fucking character. You fucking character. weirdo. <laughs> <I'm a> fucking, <laughs> dude, I was a hipster. I fucking <laughs>
0: You didn't even like pick like. You didn't even pick like the cool offbeat character. You didn't pick Zach. You didn't no. pick the Black Ranger who's no. missing a finger in real life. Did you know that? No. The actor was missing a finger. Super cool. Or you know, you weren't basic like me. I was like, I like the Red Ranger. I'm basic. I like Leonardo. I like, I Leonardo. The, f- I like the, the Red Ranger. I said, give
1: me the fucking. Give me the nerd. nerd. <laughs> give me the fucking nerd. But like, I used to like do the poses. Was, Yo, like, did you know that Adam, that the little
0: book, the actor who played the Blue Ranger was like harassed on set for being gay. Wow. That's fucked up, right? Really? Apparently, I've heard that. I don't know. I don't know how true it is, but I've seen that Damn. reported before. It's fucked up. Um, but yeah, dude, Power Rangers is awesome. Like, it's one of those things that is bad, but is awesome. And I feel like the, it's such a wacky thing. That's like, one like of the things just, like that. Was like, such a I didn't icon. like about the movie, dude. They still make Power Rangers. Mm-hmm they still make new power rangers. It's a fucking shows. It's staple insane. of American culture. Yeah, like Pokemon <laughs> like, and Power Rangers have been on since we were children. Yeah. Uh but I feel like one of the things that the movie was ashamed of was how goofy Power Rangers is. And I hate that. Fucking embrace your source material, dude. Be weird. Put Bulk and Skull in the movie. Right. They're
1: fucking weirdo characters. It's like 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 make it be weird, but like in a way Like be unabashedly weird, but like don't because there's a lot. Don't of... be cheap. Exactly. That's a, that's but a be thing. weird. Exactly. Yeah. Like Like Power Rangers is cheap. They they use stock footage from a Japanese show for all their action. Exactly. Is it? Did it start in Japan? Because there's so much stuff in there that's like. So Power
0: Rangers like... is a quote unquote remake of a Japanese show. Oh, okay. Where all of the storylines out of the suit are all shot with like American actors and with American people and stuff, uh-huh. and, but all of the in suit action. That's all just stock footage from the Japanese show. So
1: wild! It's wild. It's insane. So So they like shoehorned in storylines around it and stuff. It explains so much about like the the movements and like the... The, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's very anime-esque. Yeah. So cool though. Plus, like, the the plot
0: of every Power Rangers episode is the same. It's just, like, bad guy shows up. We fight bad guy. He beats us. We go back. We beat bad guy. He gets big. We get our Megazords out. We fight bad guy and beat him. That's Mm. every episode, but it's just so cool. (laughs) Like, every time, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) You're a kid, and you're like, Oh, no. He's big. What are they going to (laughs) do?
1: Oh, no. It's Liquid Goldar. Blech. So I mean th- I think that's one thing That like We kind of um there, the, Make a, him a, a blue
0: monkey man Sh-
1: Yeah I, I don't give a shit I, I a, do a, Like sure I care. I mean, People care about Goldar Like I'm much more indifferent Dude the Power Rangers but Rogues gallery is Specifically cool. this thing Specifically this thing Is what I'm talking about As far as like Us being like uh, Disagreeable I remember watching that movie And I remember when They all got in their uh, Fucking Was it Zorgs Dude their Zords look <clears throat> lame I don't like the Zords So Sure. The, 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 there, there, was something. Kind the designs of like, in that movie are lacking. Like the suit designs look weird. They're strange. The megazords look weird. They're strange. Like it, it didn't necessarily. They're weird looking. But when that music kicked in. Oh yeah, me, the music—it's fucking hype. When that music kicked in and I saw them fucking going across Go, the, the desert the Power in their zorgs, dude, I was fucking very much like, Ooh. yeah, it's cool. It's obviously cool. Ooh, that was nice. Oh, you, did you hit that? <laughs> hit that fucking. <laughs> you hit the pop there.
0: Yeah, like, it's cool, but I would be way more hyped if it was dur- happened during a movie where I was, like, super into the movie.
1: It'd be True. even better. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously.
0: Like, if they ever used, like, the, the 90s cartoon X-Men theme in an X-Men movie during an action sequence, that would be oh, awesome. Gosh. That would be so cool. Like, if Marvel takes the X-Men and they incorporate that into the score right. of an X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. Like, can you do that with, like, strings, you think? I'm sure you can. Oh,
1: like, Cause it's like an electric guitar. Right. But, like, do you think they could do like a string score with it or something? I don't know. Like, more. Do I don't a slow mo version and piano with a fucking. Uh, with like a like slow mo fight scene. <laughs>
0: that
1: might be like. A, <laughs> that might be totally contrived. I don't know. The more out of that theme we can get, the better. I'm going to say that. Um. Even if fucking, like, Michael Fassbender has to hum it while he fights. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man. That
0: would be so weird. That would be so weird. He can do it. He, he, could. he could. He could. He can do anything. He can do anything. That's the big foss. He can do anything. I watched something this week that is super fucking good. Barry. Yeah, I watched all of Barry this week. Mm. Which I mean, it's sixteen episodes. It's not. It's two seasons, thirty-minute episodes. Super mm-hmm. easy to watch. Barry is amazing. Yeah, you like, dude, you gotta watch. How's it. my dude, uh, Henry Winkler? So fucking good. yeah, so fucking good, mm. dude. He plays Gene M. Cousineau. Yeah, acting coach extraordinaire, mm-hmm. and he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, but he's also not at all.
1: Like yeah. he's he's so good, dude. So, what can I expect? Like. It seems like it's kind of it blends genres, dude. It's it blends. It's funny,
0: it's like dark and mm-hmm. like fucked up. Like the the morality questions risen in Barry are they're thought provoking and interesting. It's mm-hmm. it's an interesting show to think about. Like Barry as a character is both a wonderful person and an awful person mm-hmm. at the same time. In part, like the the sort of the central tension of the show is like who, what kind of person is Barry? Is <coughs> sort of like the center of okay. the show, kind of. Yeah, uh, Bill Hader is incredibly great. He he directs some episodes that are great. Like he's going all in. Like he's the show creator, I've, runner, or
1: whatever. I fucking fallen in love with Bill Hader. Bill Hader's is incredible. He's incredibly I've, talented. Like because I always knew that he was funny. He had really good impressions. Well, and back and he just always, used to be always, the,
0: always, the SNL dude who did yeah. Stefan, Right now yeah. he's like he's like a
1: fucking beast. Well, and I think that's something that like a lot of people are just becoming more aware of. Yeah, is the fact that this dude is like. He he's not just super talented, like as a performer and as a, like a comedic he's actor. He's so creative, but he's so he's a fucking cinephile. Yeah, man. he is. That dude, yeah. fucking loves movies, mm-hmm. and you can tell like how informed he is, like mm-hmm. creatively about like how how that informs his writing and his just his creative pursuits. I think that dude, like he could m- also like he, he could end up becoming like Jordan Poole. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jordan, I Jordan Peel. See that. Excuse me, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peel. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I could certainly see that. There's a lot of. I'm I'm gonna probably do that. I I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Barry get Emmy nominations. Yeah, I don't don't know if it has or not, but if it does, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, Yeah, and like it, it pushes this absurdity line. You were kind of talking about the absurdity line in our midsummer episode. Yeah. Or you will be in the future. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, there's like a different kind of absurdity line. In this show, like there's like just weird zany stuff that happens, but like it it makes sense and it fits. And like NoHo Hank is such a great character. NoHo North Hollywood Hank. (laughs) He's this. Oh, I don't know if you would know the actor. He was in Gotham, and he was in something else. Hold on, let me find him. He played Zaz in Gotham. The the you know the villain Zaz, serial killer puts marks on skin. Oh, screen. yeah, okay. You had yeah. to, to do that. Marks his own skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This guy. I don't know if you recognize him or not. Yes. That okay. Guy. He plays Ho Hank. When you look at this dude, right, you think of what type, like, like, do what kind of an impression of what kind of character you think he plays.
1: Yeah? Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, he plays like a creepy, like evil dude, right? Yeah. This is him in the show. Hey guys, how you doing? It's NoHo Hank. I'm. A, I work for the Chechen Mafia, but I'm like the nicest dude in the world. He's hysterically funny. He steals like every scene he's in. He's so fucking good. Oh, I love him. NoHo Hank is such a good character. Oh, it's great. Yeah, he's like he's like this super polite like mafia
1: yeah. member. It's amazing. You're really selling me on this show, I, I th- dude. It's I was, so good. I was already interested because apparently like people and have the thing been is like so.
0: I haven't even gotten into like the acting stuff of it. like so the the bit like the pitch of Barry is a hitman has a contract out on a kid in an acting school and he accidentally attends the class and falls in love with acting it's a ridiculous idea and it's the way they do it is so good and like the stuff like the the like the bit is that he's not a good actor but that's not even true like there's there's scenes where, like, Bill Hader is acting his ass off yeah. as Barry acting his ass off. Really? Because, like, they, they, they work so much with, like, Barry connecting his own trauma to his scenes. And it's so good. Yeah. Oh, it's... And, like, so many of the characters are equally likable and deplorable. Like, the lead girl, Sally, is, like, such a fucking, like, self-centered person. But she's also, like, you like her and she's nice. But she's so self-centered. It's so awful. Like so the characters are so deep and like well fleshed out and likable. Oh, it's so good. Like I would, I would recommend Barry to anyone, anywhere, anytime. It's great. Um, yeah, super good. We watched something else this week too.
1: We did. Yeah, us together. Yeah. Watch something? Yeah, oh, I can't
0: think of it. Stranger Things, dude.
1: Oh yeah, we got to talk I about. Str- we we got to talk about. I know oh, it feels
0: like it was a long time ago, but it was this week.
1: I completely forgot.
0: We watched all of Stranger, Stranger Things season three in one night.
1: I feel like I'm just ripping off a Leah character there. That's like yeah, maybe of, that like the napkins.
0: <laughs> I need some napkins <laughs> with Harrison Ford. <laughs> What do you think of season three? Uh, so we, we got to talk about this in a non-spoilery sense. So just like surface yeah.
1: ideas, I will say, as a whole, not as good as season one, but better than season two. Okay, I'll say that. I've seen a lot of people say it's the best season.
0: Really, a lot of people. Interesting. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen a lot of those takes. Hmm. I don't know whether I would have to rewatch all of Stranger Things to get like a a vibe of what I... And and like, I don't even like being like, oh, this season's better than blah. Like, because the show is its own whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but I thoroughly enjoyed this season. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, There's some... I feel like Stranger Things does a really good job, which is crazy, because it like season one, it was already an ensemble cast. And they've done a really good job, in my opinion, of each season adding to that cast and and we care about these characters and we want to spend time with them. Yeah, absolutely. And the big one for me this season is Robin.
1: Yeah, for sure. Great character. I, I like completely Robin is amazing. She's a great character. And her, her,
0: her, uh, her whole storyline with Steve and Dustin, yeah. great. And apparently so she's fucking Uma Thurman's, Uma Thurman's daughter? Yeah, she's Uma Thurman's daughter. Yeah. I'll find her name.
1: Puma Thurman. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that.
0: Stranger. oh that might be better <laughs> it is. I think it I is. think that's better um <laughs> dude what is her name well there's so
1: many freaking people in this show I know I completely Sorry. agree with you though that the, the her name way is, is they- Maya Hawk mm-hmm. there we go Uma Thurman's daughter Ethan Hawks Maya yeah. Hawk yeah. okay yeah.
0: I mean it's in her blood right Th-
1: to be a good actor yeah yeah
0: it's in her blood yeah <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. Don't, like, I, Honestly, I don't spoke. know
1: if I actually believe that being
0: a good actor is genetic, but if it is, it makes sense that she's so good in the show.
1: I definitely think that like, as far as like a nature standpoint, there's like, there's things that naturally make you a better actor, right? Like if you're, if you're smarter, if you're more emotionally intelligent, like if you're, but I'll, there, I mean, I think the biggest thing is probably nurture. She's probably gone yeah. to acting school. Yeah. She's probably been around her Parents and no, and I will say I'm
0: I, not to what, be spoilery, but th- like the scene between her and Steve in the
1: in Saul's the bathroom dog. was
0: probably my favorite scene of the whole season. Dog. I, so probably I, my favorite scene of the whole season.
1: I don't know what fucking Instagram account it is, but like it shows like the 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 script that's scrolling up. Yeah, yeah, I love that shit, scene. dude. Yeah, I, I love watched it. that with the
0: I watched that with when I when I see that with. The Spider Verse scene—it's cool—and it says he is. Oh, he is rising! Yeah, yeah. oh, it just
1: gives me chills thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. Oh, so good! It's really dope. Mm. It's really dope. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I watched that for that scene—that that bathroom stall. Okay, it's like a five-minute thing. I gotta find that. I gotta find that. It was like a five-minute thing. Like five thing. I loved it. Did yeah, I, like not just enjoying the, the 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 craft of like screenwriting and like and, and 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 witnessing this great scene over again, right? But like seeing the exact dialogue that mm-hmm. they were us- that they were given and seeing the actors, how they adapt to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how they sort of like make it their own words and stuff and like how certain sentences get uh, rearranged yeah. and like they-, they-, they make it their own thing. It's one know? of the really subtle things of acting, yeah. like finding the line in mm-hmm.
0: that exact thing. Yeah. Turning the script into your performance.
1: But it's also like really interesting how certain people like, are more strict mm-hmm. About the exact about how exact The yeah. lines have to be yep. Like whereas like Like Quentin Tarantino Is very much like No like You're gonna do You're gonna say The exa- exact lines Yeah Because he's also Like very much like There's so much bonkers Yeah Dialogue that he has oh, In his yeah, movies he's, that It's, like, he's it's so punchy like, And like uh-huh.
0: And like There's so many jokes In his line Like yeah. even in the Once upon a time In Hollywood trailer The carrying a load joke Yeah Like that's
1: just A straight up dialogue joke Yeah Um Whereas like something or the lethal like, weapons joke, like, like my hands are lethal weapons. Whereas like something like Stranger Things in that exact scene, right? Like you're more just trying to get across a feeling and mm-hmm. like, what, like what these yep. characters are, are, are thinking, what they're experiencing, what they're, what they're experiencing more than an, an, an exact dialogue. Mm-hmm. So like I always I'm always really interested in like in that like and and how something can grow from the script to the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but God damn, that fucking, that scene was incredible. That's, I think that was my favorite scene. Of the, it's, it, it's either
0: that or the, no, I think I like that more than the, because oh, we can't do spoilers, but the end of the season, I couldn't be fully invested in the emotions of the moment because I didn't believe the thing was real. If That's like okay. as vague as I can be. Okay. Does that make I'm sense? on board with you. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Now. Yeah, without spoiling anything, I like. I thought the scene was great, and I thought the the reading of the letter is great. It's, it's cool. fantastic.
1: But you don't buy in. But I
0: like. I couldn't buy fully in
1: because mm-hmm. I just did. I was like, it's because you don't see the yeah. thing that you don't finalizes, see the thing <laughs> that finalizes whatever yeah. that thing is. You know. Yeah. Um. If you haven't seen Stranger Things three,
0: good luck with this conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we're fucking crazy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I was definitely completely on board with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't even bring up a, another movie that it's like that, damn, uh, because it would give it away. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, some other things that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed that. like we got to see the characters together again, that was like the yep. thing that really bothered me with season two, the fact that like they're, they're always consistently spread out. You don't really get a lot and of interaction. They still are in, in
0: this and- season, but it's more of the pairings we want. Yeah, it's more
1: of the pairings that you want and like, there are specific times when they are all together. Like I would say there's not at the very end. Yeah, yeah, but
0: there's four sort of storylines we're following, I think. There's the Jonathan and Nancy. There's the Hopper and Joyce. There's Dustin, Steve, uh, Robin, and my least favorite addition, Erica. And... The the other kids are all in another group. The rest of the 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 party are all of the other group. That's sort of like how they end up running around. Dude. Erica bothered you more than it did me. (sighs) No, listen. Erica opened up a deep seated service industry wound inside of me. As a before we met her, like as an actual character, she was the most she was my nightmare. She would go up to that ice cream parlor every oh. day, oh. and she was banging on. She was like, "Give me free samples of every ice." Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> nightmare! She is my nightmare human, and then I'm supposed to like her after that. Mm-hmm. And I like, I thought she was fine. I didn't think she was like True. super funny. Yeah. I thought a lot of her lines were like too much, but it might have just been because I already hated her because mm-hmm. of what she was before. I, I don't to know. Me,
1: she, she felt like the the character from Role Models. I don't know if you've ever seen. Role I models, have not seen Role little Models. Little black kid. That, that's like, oh like, oh oh
0: yeah. I have seen role the Paul Paul Rudd movie. Yes. For some reason, you said role models, and I thought of horrible bosses. I don't know why. That was weird. I don't know. I yeah. have seen role models, and I know what kid
1: you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You white, you Ben Affleck, that kid. Yeah. Um, that's like I was like I was like oh that's like kind of this character in a Stranger Things setting. You know what I mean? Like he's not gonna be cussing and saying a lot of raunchy shit. Yeah. He's just gonna be like really obnoxious. Um, yeah. So it, it didn't bother me. Although I did much. love
0: the. The My Little Pony diatribe to her from Dustin. That was great. That was great. Yeah, that was a I great moment. Yep. You're that. a nerd.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> you fucking, there was a lot of really quality Dustin. Dustin's, yeah, Dustin's rolling season. hot in this season. Yeah. Um, I love, dude,
0: the whole song thing, mm-hmm. was it just an excuse to get Gatton to sing? Maybe. I feel like it was. Mm-hmm. That's like the first thing I thought. Mm-hmm. I was like, they just wanted him to. They needed to find a reason for him to sing something because mm-hmm. he's such a good singer.
1: His voice is too beautiful. Yeah, it's so too beautiful to, to hide it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I look forward to the day when he is the lead in a musical rom com as an adult. I feel like that'll happen Fuck one day. Yeah, dude. It's gonna be awesome. Hmm. Yeah. Like a Joseph Gordon-Levitt esque role. Fifty, like 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 Five Hundred Days of Summer. Oh. I mean, not that that's a musical, but there's like a like a vibe that I could see him pulling off. Okay. I don't know. I just, I th- he could do it. He'd be awesome at it.
1: Um. Yeah. So like I enjoyed all the Dustin shit. Fucking the, the Steve stuff is great. Not only with, like with, mm-hmm. with Dustin, but as well with as Robin, Robin. Robin's character. Hopper's
0: super good this season. Mm-hmm. Hopper's always good.
1: America's dad. I feel like I like season one Hopper more.
0: Yeah. I don't know, dude. There's something about dad Hopper. That enhances the character I like to me.
1: I, I I do like that. I think that's like like yeah that specific. Your dear aspect old dad is probably like way better in the the second season. Version. One it's
0: Hopper is like depressed Hopper because he lost his real his his biological daughter. Word, but uh yeah, there's something about seeing Dad Hopper that I really love. Also, the fit, dude, the drip, the Hopper drip, season three. Woohoo! That boy looking
1: good. That boy looking good. He's, it's hot. It's, it's hot. hot.
0: Damn. <laughs> I, I was listening to uh, uh, the Ringer's take on season three. They, they made a video. It's really good. You should check it out. If, if you've seen it, check it out. It's the, it's the 11, their 11 favorite things of Stranger Things season three. And Jason Concepcion was like, I like how <laughs> the whole Main Street is like dying off is like a is one of the plot points of the show the businesses are closing. Oh right. But mm. if you work in a string quartet, you've got a steady gig at that one restaurant. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh
1: like I I loved the the incorporation of just having a mall. Like it's so, it's so cool. It's so so, good. It's so very like yeah. stranger things. It so just good. fits right in. Um <clears throat> so much like like weird casting like the fucking Carrie Ells as the, the politician. Yeah. The the Jaws That's mayor so, it's The such Jaws a, mayor. Yeah, such a random, like, okay, we're going to pull this guy. Yeah. He was uh, good, though.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, friggin- you know one thing I'm, like, kind of disappointed by? And it's just, like, just what? complete, like, because I was speculating too much about what season three was going to be, you know? Because of, at the end of season two, we saw that fucking, uh, Demo- Eleven was going to be, Demogorgon. like, a citizen. Uh, and then she could go oh, to yeah. school or something, right? And I was like, "Give me yeah, but we eleven we're, in school. But it's summer. I want that, but it's summer. But it's summer, so we're not getting it,
0: dude. L still hasn't learned how to speak in complete sentences. True, she's got to work on that. Mm-hmm. I dump your ass. I dump <laughs> your ass. That's great. <laughs> um, I fucking
1: want that. I want. No, yeah, that'll be great in school. I want them. Well, in now,
0: like, who knows what the f- what next season is? We we can't really talk about the way it ended, but yep, we may or may not get versions of that. I don't know. I'm really interested in the, um, how do I say this without spoiling anything? The, uh, because of the thing that happened to her, how she's going to be now <gasps> f- moving forward. Oh
1: dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. This could go like a really interesting direction, I think.
0: Yeah. It could be really cool.
1: i mean I, I I can't even use the adjective that I wanna
0: I couldn't tell if you were about to make a weird joke or if you were actually no following up um, no it. no. No, no, no. It's not,
1: no it's not a joke I can yeah even it's really interesting idea use the adjective that I want yeah. to right now
0: um oh gosh what was I about to say fudge I oh, don't know oh I was gonna ask you. What are your your idea and this this kind of coincides with all three seasons. Would you prefer it if not everything in the show was connected to something in the 80s like, no, like no, no. some kind of what the upside down specifically like the oh. this whole phenomenon. Ooh.
1: Do you feel like they've tied themselves down too much with it? Here's the thing and I think that this is like a, like an interesting question as far as like writing goes and like as as far as like the the suspension of disbelief and your ability to incorporate like like wax like if you're like okay the 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 good thing the good mm-hmm. thing about incorporating uh like all of these all the this whack stuff, and the mind flayer and the upside and the, down th- yeah the fact that it's like all coming from this like one source which mm-hmm. is like the eleven opening up the op- upside yeah. down thing th- all of that that it comes from that one source is that like you're not getting like a you're not getting like a, a theoretical kitchen sink of whack shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we're like we're, like okay, now we're gonna have werewolves. Now we're yeah, gonna yeah, yeah, have, yeah, like, yeah, no? yeah. Dude, uh, I'd love to see these kids do a werewolf show. That'd be fun. I, I'm not sure, man. Like I think that if you're doing that, that there is a potential of jumping the shark there, where we're you like, you know what? I, like I'm, I'm not I buying. Ag- I agree
0: one. that there there could be potential for that, yeah. but I also I would completely buy into Stranger Things as a sort of like. Sandbox of horror tropes of them dealing with different horror tropes. I think that could be really fun. It could be if they found a way to do it organically. Yeah, but like, but you can you talking about like the the suspension of disbelief thing? Like, like you can start asking questions. It's like, why has everyone not left this town? Why does anybody still live here? Why is not the government just seized all of this land and like put resources into making sure this doesn't happen anymore? Like it's a bunch of weird stuff.
1: Well, I think that like they kind of dealt with that with. Well, they thought they did. Hmm. They thought they did. No, no, no. I'm not talking about like the conclusion of conflict. I'm talking about the, the false narratives that were pushed out by like the media and stuff like that, that like, that's true. It basically makes it look like anybody who would have these ideas of like, oh, there's like, yeah. You know, the, the, there's these creatures that are tearing up a, a town, yeah. right? Like anybody who believes that would is, is a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's kind of that's how a they're, good point. they were they were pushing. That's a good that. point. And I thought that that was like an interesting way in that, that they addressed it, mm-hmm. um, because I was worried about that. I was like, how the fuck are you going to have? More specifically, like, why do the families of our leave characters not leave? <laughs> true.
0: Not that I want them to leave. I want them to keep having to go through stuff and make the show. It's just it can be it, like having it all be this thing. I I I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't dislike it or anything. I just
1: think it's an interesting question to bring up. Mm-hmm. How long do you think this can go? Uh,
0: this either one or two more seasons. I think it'll do. They've said they want to do four to five,
1: four or five more seasons. Four to five
0: total. Oh, four to. I think five it'll do. Total. I think it'll do two more. That's my guess. Okay. The next season That's will so resolve by the end. I think. I think most of the show will. One of the big problems will be Elle dealing with her current issue Uh and it will resolve with her, uh, overcoming said issue. And I think the final season will be getting to the bottom of the whole thing and, and you know, stopping it. That's what I think on a, on a, like a top down view sense. How many more seasons do you think it will go? And I'm going to follow that up with a different question of how many more do you want it to go?
1: I think they'll do three, three more. I I mean, I think they could go two. I can think you could go three. I'm not I'm not either either way. I think that that could happen. Um, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm, I feel like I'd be fine with two. It just it depends on to where me they five go. seasons of
0: a show is like. If that's where you wrap up, that's great to me. Like if you do five good seasons of a show, that's perfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's where like you're not overstaying your welcome. You're not risking jumping the shark if you're doing five seasons to me. And I think especially this kind of like th- this show, they're going to age out of the show unless they want to just follow these kids to college or something. But that would start getting weird. Like this show's going to age out quickly because I, I don't know if you caught the stuff they were doing to hide how tall Finn Wolfhard is. Yeah. Did you notice that no. stuff? That was like another joke that Jason said, like they were like, he's like the dream small forward. <laughs> 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 they're like, did you see how easily he reached that top shelf <laughs> to grab that teddy bear? Like, he's like, he's so long and lanky and taller what? than all the other kids. They're like, they have to, like the opposite of hobbit shooting for him. Mm-hmm. They have to do the opposite to make him like in frame for shit because he's so tall. Like the, the kids are growing up quickly and they're going to have to like, wrap this stuff up before, I think they could do them in high school. I would be interested in that, following them into high school. I think that could be Give really cool. Me that. Yeah, I that could be great. that so much. But once they reach college age is when they're going to like really age out.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I really enjoyed season three. Thought it was real good. I think that's all the stuff I watched this week that's worth talking about. I think my next thing I'm going to jump into is Euphoria. I've heard good things.
1: I'm excited about it. Yeah, like the the trailers look cool. Alex and Dea.
0: Apparently, the cinematography is like crazy good. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention when I was talking about Barry. Hero uh, Hero Really, directs a bunch of the episodes. The Camino guy, yeah, the guy who did all a bunch of Charles Camino's music videos hmm. and a bunch of episodes of Atlanta, yeah, nice, that's dope. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, you got any? You watch anything besides Stranger Things? I feel
1: like you have really been watching like Suits. I've been watching a lot of Suits. <laughs> yeah, baby. I've been watching a lot of Suits. I think yeah. I'm like halfway through season three right now. Hell yeah, you're burning
0: through it. All right. I guess there's only one thing left to talk about then, in the entire world. And that is the last question mark big move of the NBA off season.
1: Probably not. No, I, probably I felt not. Like, like in my head, I was like, like, oh, the the Kawhi thing was like the the, the cherry on top of a crazy off season. Nope. And I I still I I feel like we're still in the midst of it. You well, know, okay. Like I said, it's I, the
0: last All NBA level player to be moved, probably. Which, like, it's insane. One third, I think of the of the All NBA teams change teams. Right this offseason. That's crazy.
1: Might might not be the last previous all NBA. No, 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 cuz like of, like yeah. Marcus all like Ertz, like has Chris Kyle Paul. Lowry ever made an all NBA
0: team? Huh? Has Kyle Lowry ever made an all NBA team? I don't think Has he think been third so. team or something? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, Chris Paul might move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gordon Dragic could get moved. He was he was third team all NBA once. Yeah. But like current all NBA level talent. It's like it's insane how much of it has already moved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Russell Westbrook got traded to the Thunder. I mean, from the Thunder to the Rockets in exchange for Chris Paul, two future first-round draft picks, and two future swap rights in the draft. I think that's more than anybody expected mm-hmm. them to get back for Russ. Right. Sam Presti is out here fucking doing some crazy magic. Right. He'll do his thing.
1: But, the, like, it's it's hard to gauge in a vacuum, though, because, like, I don't think that they would have given up. Oh, okay, so we're, we're talking about... Sorry. Um... <clears throat> I don't know, man. I Is this a safer bet than Chris Paul? No. You don't think so.
0: Unless Expl- the yeah. unless the rift between Chris Paul and James Harden was like really real, okay, and you had to get rid of him okay. to like fix that, then yes it is cuz Russ and James Harden are friends and really like each other. Okay. Um, but I just think stylistically if we are conforming to the style of play they've been using, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I think a lot of people are ignoring the fact that they could change their style of play. Yeah. They could be malleable. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't think that it's not in James Harden to be less top ball dominant. Right. I think he could be. Yeah, he exactly. could be an off-ball player. Mm-hmm. Now, like, Russ has shown a capacity to not be able to be an off-ball player. He just doesn't do anything. He could be a great slasher just based on his talent level and skill set, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't do it. Right. Is the problem, you know, when Paul George had the ball, he just stood there. When Kevin Durant had the ball back then, he would just stand there. So, like, they're, the 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 question mark of their styles matching is a real one, and it could go down in flames mm-hmm. if they
1: can't adapt to each other.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It could also work really well, though. I think right. you know they're they're really talented. I, yeah, I actually agree with you on like all of those points, but I feel like the the biggest thing that I I mean, that we're not we're not talking about is. Chris Paul's injury history. That's
0: true, and Russ is like an Iron Man, and despite the fact that he's had a bunch of you know like shoulder surgeries and stuff, he doesn't miss games.
1: Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like you know, is getting you know, forty to sixty games out of Chris Paul throughout the entirety of the season, including the postseason, better than you know, ninety out Mm -hmm. of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I don't know. Like, even like even if if the the on court fit. ...isn't ideal, you know, even Mm -hmm. if that, like, question marks are real, like... And, like, the other thing about those question marks,
0: like... Russell Westbrook is, like, a career 75 to 80% free throw shooter. And last year was awful. I don't think he's going to be that bad on the line again. He's a career, like, low 30s from three, I think, and he shot 29 last year. I don't think he's necessarily going to be that low again. I Mm -hmm. think, if anything... Being on the court with James Harden so often is going to take away a lot of his really bad shots he takes. He takes so many of those completely bananas pull up threes that make no sense mm. that are like plummet his his yeah.
1: shooting percentages. And a lot of the like the just the 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 negativity that's been uh, thrown at Russell Westbrook like. It's just kind of recency bias because, you know, fucking at the beginning, like after the first 25 games of the the, the Thunder season last year, we thought that we were, they were going to be contenders yeah. because Paul George was playing. Paul at George was MVP, MVP level. level and they were so dominant you know? defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows if that can be mimicked with, with James Harden. Mm-hmm. You know, if James Harden plays at MVP level and Russ is the second best guy on the floor, yeah. maybe that's the best thing for us. Yeah. And
0: it's, it's like to me, you the the fit is questionable and all these things, but if you have two dudes who in the last three years have won MVP on your team, right. you've got a chance to be good. Mm-hmm. You just do.
1: Yeah, and you know, depending on what they do with Capella, I think that he's also like somebody who could potentially get moved. Um, ah, I don't know if they would do that. You don't think so? Mm. Like, what would Here's you move him
0: for to improve the team around Russell Harden? Like a better shooting big?
1: Yes. Better, better shooter what do you want to do
0: like so, uh, so you send him to the Kings and you get Dwayne Dedman back and something yes. else that's is that exactly what, you were going what I was for? thinking
1: that was exactly what I was thinking the
0: problem is they rely so much on Clint Capella defensively he's so important to them defensively mm-hmm. like him being a rim protector is way more important to them than him being mm-hmm. a shooter
1: fair yeah that's fair um yeah the, like obviously that raises a lot of defense now if pressure. you could go
0: get like Carl Anthony Towns yeah. or something <laughs> that would be crazy yeah, <laughs> but good luck yeah good luck <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, okay Marcus? Saul. For a year
1: Okay Yeah that's actually Pretty interesting Yeah You send Capello To the Raptors For Marcus Salt. Yeah The Raptors Are probably Going to be willing To do that He could that. be at Like another Fucking Like Two years in a row Where he's like A, a trade deadline Pickup yeah. For a championship Contender Yeah That would actually Be really interesting Yeah And he's someone That and I, I th- think I
0: think the Raptors Would be into that Because they would Get a young Talented player uh-huh. To You know Their soft reboot They're going to Have to do here who, and, and we'll have to Wait and see They might be a team That completely Blows up their roster uh, I I don't think they'll do it before the season starts because imagine having a ring ceremony, like without Kyle without Lowry Kyle, there, yeah, and it's yeah. like it, that would just seem so wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know by d- d- December January, if they move Kyle Lowry and Marcus Saul and Serge Ibaka around to different places, to, if if they're out of the playoff hunt, I think they, I could see them doing that. But they only lost like seven games without Kawhi last year. They were really good without Kawhi, so they could be. Sure. You know, a four or five seed on the sure. East this year. I don't know. They could be. Uh, Og's going to be
1: back. Og's next will year, be back. Right? Pascal will probably get even better. Probably, yeah. But they do. They have an old roster. Yeah, they're old. They're, so, they're their best players are old. You know, if yeah. if there's regression, they lost Andy from, Green.
0: Like they're start. They're starting to start Norman Powell right now.
1: Probably. Mm. I, th- I think that they're going to be obviously they're going to be a worse team than they were last yeah. year. But like I think <clears throat> that they were going to be uh, a, a worse team. Even when they didn't have Kawhi, yeah. Even if they brought um, Kawhi back, they wouldn't have been as good because of the true. those top level guys would have been older. But like when they were playing without Kawhi last year, when like when he was doing his load management stuff, and the the team that they put out without Kawhi, I don't think that they're going to be as good. Obviously, with the, the okay. loss of Danny yeah. Green and everybody getting older, okay. You know, I like yeah,
0: losing Danny Green is going to be like is a is a uh, an important piece.
1: If I had to that. guess what the Raptors' season is probably going to look like next year, fucking uh, Pascal Siakam's an All Star. Uh, fucking. Uh, but he was uh, close this year. But like, they're like, I I want to say that they're like five to eight. In the yeah, I state. would I would agree with that. Yeah. Another one that uh, like I I think is like fairly interesting. I feel like people are sort of overjudging the the Pacers roster. Um, Trying to get them a a real four, huh? The idea of getting them a real power forward. I think no. I think that they can do that, and I think that it's absolutely possible, mm-hmm. especially like it, it depending on whether the, the oh Sabonis you're saying Tyler, you don't think the Pacers are going to be as good as people think they yes. are. Okay. But I, I mean, think. I could be absolutely wrong because especially like if they, Oladipo comes back
0: and mm-hmm. is playing well, because if they've got a backcourt of Michael of, if, of Malcolm Brogdon and Victor Oladipo
1: and Jeremy Lamb coming off the bench, there's there's l- potent a lot of question marks that could you know uh, th- that that could swing this thing either way. Mm-hmm. Does the Sabonis Turner experiment? They could work play. Out? That small That's, ball lineup could be nasty. With what?
0: Oladipo at the one, Jeremy Lamb at the two, Brogdon at the three. Who's their current three? Uh uh TJ Warren. TJ Warren at the four and then Turner or Sabonison. Like playing them playing small could be weird and fun. Um but like yeah, their starting lineup is weird right now because I mean really like even TJ Warren he seems like he should be more of a four to me than a three. Like It it almost seems like they have... I I don't know enough about T.J. Warren's game, really. I just know what he is on (laughs) 2K. I just know that, like, it seems like Sabonis and and maybe Warren are going to be playing down a position of what they should be playing in the modern NBA. Right. And we're going to have to see how that affects them. Do you mean up or down? Down, because five to four, four to three. Mm -hmm. So down. I think is how you do it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, Up by height, down by number. (laughs) uh, Yeah. So I I think that I just like, when I look at just the the, the long list of the the role players that they lost, like, yeah. Boyan Bogdanovich. um, Um, Thaddeus Young. uh, Nick Ruby Or not Ricky Ruby. I'm not sure if you can add in Tyreek Evans or not, because that happened like in like March of last year. Yeah, but they lost him and he wasn't playing well either. Yeah. Um, yeah, that
0: was a, that was a fizzled out signing by them. He mm-hmm. was like, he was the, mm-hmm. did he, he didn't win six man of the year, but he was in the running for it the year before, I think. Right. I think on so. the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. And then he, they were like, we're going to get a really good six man. And then he was not,
1: um, Kyle Quinn also went to, Philly. Oh yeah. Um, I, th- I feel like that's, he's a good backup five, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to start Sabonis at the mm-hmm. four, you know, like. You know, they they have Goga Patazzi now. So maybe, you know, he ends up having a higher floor than um, than most rookies normally have. But, I don't know. Um he's got a fun name. Goga Patazzi? Goga. Yeah. He's also a, he should have all the motivation in the world now because he's the he was the subject of that picture that with Zion. That picture with Zion, yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Um Have we actually talked about this trade yet? This, this Rust 3 CB3 trade? We I mean, okay, yeah, so kind of. yeah, yeah. All right. So we're talking about the Rockets. What, what do you think is the ideal situation for Russ? Like, not specific, like, like, like not specifically what team. I'm talking about, like, what you would, like, in a, in a complete vacuum, you have a fucking fantasy, whatever, like draft. Like, like who would you want to surround Russ with? What is the style of play that you uh, would think uh, would be best for Russ? The
0: ideal situation for Russ is for Russ to understand his, his drawbacks. Okay. I think that the only thing in Russell Westbrook's way is himself. I love Russell Westbrook. I love watching him play. I love his passion and energy and fucking force he plays with. Uh But he's his own worst enemy. He shoots his team out of games. He, he like, I don't know about the stat padding thing. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, the assist or rebound hunting thing. I
1: don't think he loses games over that. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. So I
1: do a, think he maybe is a little over obsessed with triple doubles. I saw a stat from a Thunder fan on Reddit that apparently, like, they win eighty percent of the games that he gets. A yeah, triple he, they
0: double. have so. a, a an overwhelming winning record when he mm-hmm. gets triple doubles. Yeah. yeah, which that doesn't surprise me. Your best player is playing really well in a game and you win. Like, mm-hmm. that isn't a surprise to me. But ideal situation for Russ, maybe he's not the point guard.
1: Maybe he's your two. I don't feel like I, I feel like that's kind of like. I don't know, very superficial. Like this is like, it's like putting a band aid over a fucking like a, well, no, a, a the, crack in the wall. The first part is the, part is the more important part is Russ understanding his own limitations. Yeah, that's exactly. the more, that's important the root part. of the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so I feel like, like, you know, if we, if, if James Harden is bringing up the ball, right. And like, you're like, okay, Russ, you have to play more off ball. Like it could be kind of like an artificial way to maybe change his inherent problems. He's like going like to get open looks from three. Russ is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Teams are going to sag off him
0: to double team James Harden. Cause he shot awful last year mm-hmm. and he's going to have an opportunity at the beginning of the season to showcase that he can mm-hmm. be a spot up shooter. If I don't know if he right. can,
1: but if he can, he's going to have the opportunity to show it. Right. But I think like that there, I think that there's a thing. I think that there's a, both of the negative connotations to both these players, to Russ and both James Harden, right? Russ is like the, the, the fact that he takes his all, like all these mid-range shots and threes. You know, he takes a shit amount, ton amount of threes and he's not efficient at it, mm-hmm. right? He takes and, really inefficient but shots. But like, there's so much of that that I'm like, well, like, especially when Paul George was hurt, like how much options does he have?
0: I think his MVP season, he had to play the way he played. It was their best chance at winning.
1: Yeah. Last year, he went overboard.
0: Even when Paul George was healthy, he was doing it. Was he, though? Yeah, I watched some Thunder games.
1: He was. He loves... I don't know, man. A lot of people are talking about... He loves just being
0: like, here I go. I crossed half court. Three. But
1: he a lot it. of people were talking about how like he was no longer the op- the first option. No, he wasn't the, the first court. option. But when he had the ball, he was still doing a little bit too much of the thing. You know
0: what I mean? Mm-hmm. Paul George was the number one option. And that's like that's a misconception of Russ. Russ isn't obsessed with being the first option. Like he's Like, when he played with Kevin Durant... He took the back seat to Kevin Durant. When he played with Paul George, he took the back seat to Paul George offensively. He's
1: not against that. It's just like sometimes he can get trigger happy. But I think that that trigger happiness, what does it come from? It usually comes from the lack of options, right? Maybe. When Paul George, what, like, uh, fucking when, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think that that trigger happiness usually, I, th- I think that if you're going to put someone next to him, why not have like, probably the greatest offensive Clay options. Thompson. Clay Thompson, sure. But but I'm talking about like, why not have someone like James Harden that is like the greatest fucking yeah. offensive first option that you can have yeah. on an NBA team. As I, much as you might hate his play style. And I feel like the same thing happened with James Harden last year, like with the, where the other the Paul. Yeah. Like the reason that he fucking took as many shots is because Chris Paul went down. In the playoffs, Chris Paul was not hurt. Like like we can argue that like sure like they they were still doing this thing mm-hmm. right like when these when their second options or f- should be first options should be healthy right mm-hmm. uh, for for both players respectively. When, but was it was the magnitude as great? I don't think it was when
0: Chris Paul went down in the early in the season last year. James Harden, like MVP season Russell Westbrook, did what he had to do to drag his team through it. Yeah. And that's why he was a completely justified MVP candidate. Yeah. The problem is when they got to the playoffs and Chris Paul was healthy, he was still just doing the thing. James Harden.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He was still just doing the thing. He was still playing that same right. style of ball. And it's But how healthy is Chris Paul, man. Even if he's not a hundred percent, I don't care. Like that to me, James Harden will never win beyond anywhere he's gone. He'll never get a ring or whatever with that style of play. There's too many great
1: defenders in the playoffs. There's too many great, with that. well-built teams in the playoffs. I kind of disagree with that.
0: He's not going to roll up against the Clippers and do that dog, and beat them.
1: I think that with that style of play, they took the Warriors to seven games with a full-strength fucking Warrior squad last year, and, the, and then the, the next that, year they were healthier than the Warriors and still lost. I understand what you're saying, dog, but I'm but I'm saying that like assigning this complete absolute that like they will not win because of X, right? Like I think that there's a multitude of factors that you're overlooking here. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't I'm think that, that like
0: the style of play is conducive to postseason success. I think success. that the
1: style of play is annoying. I think that it has its downsides. I think that... Uh, but 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 just saying like... Uh, assigning like an absolute like that... I saying, am a Sith Lord
0: and I am applying yeah. an absolute. Yeah. And saying, I am. I'll, it, I'm going to stand by it too. Like, I don't
1: think with that
0: style of play that they're going to get past a team like the Clippers when you have guys like Paul George and Kawhi who can guard both of them. And... And limit, you know, the 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 force of that offensive capability. But who knows what? Maybe Paul. And that's George, just one of the
1: teams. But who? But who knows what happens with the Clippers? Oh, obviously, at saying, any time
0: like, anyone can get hurt. But your argument last year could have been, who knows what happens with the Warriors? Maybe Kevin Durant gets hurt. Maybe Clay Thompson gets hurt, and mm-hmm. they did, and they still won. Mm-hmm. And the Rockets were up. Yeah. And they still didn't beat them. I no with I, a healthier roster. I agree with like, you.
1: I agree with you. But that I mean that's like it's one series, and I think that. Anything can happen. I'm I'm not. I'm just gonna say that style of play will never win. The thing, the problem
0: with saying that is, like in the NBA, it's designed so not anything can happen. The seven-game series is designed to limit upsets. Dog. The
1: fucking. Did anybody think that the Raptors were gonna win this year? But the Warriors were all hurt. Yeah. So like obviously like injuries are that's always going to be that's, the, that's, the cat that, out of the but bag that's, thing. That's why I'm fighting against this absolute is that you don't. But I'm not know gonna what's going an, to build an. I'm not going to build an idea around the potential of a team based on the fact that other teams can hurt. To f- I know, like I, I, I agree with your disagreeability disagreeability to this play style. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, is it the funnest place? I don't like watching. It. No, obviously I don't I enjoy like it. watching it, but I also right. just
0: don't know if it's sustainable for success. Like that, those and are different things. I absolutely those agree. Those are different things. I absolutely things.
1: agree with that. I don't know if it. If, if I think they're be more, I think they'll be more fun to watch but with do Russ. Do I think? Uh, but do I think that they'll never win with that play style? I don't know. I don't even know I if they're going to be using that anymore this season. Exactly. I I agree with you. Agree
0: they with might you. bail on the play style. Like I think True. they're going to be more fun to watch with Russ on the team. If nothing else, because Russ is just so nuts. Like he mm. just does crazy shit yeah. on the court. They're very different
1: players, Chris Paul and Russ. Yeah, they're like opposite Chris players. <laughs> they're like opposite <laughs> players. And Chris like, Paul really is
0: like in ways. Like Chris Paul is a technique wizard, mm-hmm. an amazing like they're both amazing passers. But like, like he's like a technique wizard, a mid-range god, like a good shooter. Yeah. Russ is like force incarnate. Yeah. On the court. Yeah. One is jazz. One is rock and he's roll. He's the personification <laughs> of sweat. Like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So like, I just after what happened this year, like, I am completely on board with this like utter parody across the NBA. Oh, I love NBA. it. I love the dynamic love duo it. movement. Um, but like, even when like at the beginning of last year, right? Like, you have like the addition of Boogie Cousins onto the Warriors, which like yo, have I mean,
0: you seen Boogie? No, he's I looking svelte.
1: Oh yeah, he's looking thin. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Uh, but. The the absolute certainty that everyone had with, uh, at, at the beginning of last season, mm-hmm. right. That the Warriors were going to win. And again. assigning like any absolute certainty to anything that happens in the NBA, like I'm just not going to do it anymore. And that's like one of the reasons why, like, I'm disagreeing with your point on mm-hmm. the play, the play style of the Rockets. And obviously, yeah, like it absolutely can change, but I, don't, I wouldn't say that that play style, if, if another team decides to uh, adapt that play style in the future, who knows, um, yeah, I just think that there's uh, I, could a lot another of team?
0: Is there another player?
1: I mean, who knows? Well, like, like what's like, going to happen in 20 years. That's, you know? oh, I, like, I'm
0: like thinking like right now.
1: Yeah. Um
0: Like I guess like uh the Blazers could do a like a a, a version of it with Dame if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know if it would be as good I would really like to see the Blazers win the finals. That would be cool.
1: Speaking of Dame, dude, that dude ended a fucking franchise with a, with one shot. <laughs> yeah. With, with the Thunder. Yeah. Like, it's the second time he's done it.
0: The game winner in the playoffs. But yeah, literally, like, the franchise exploded now. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I I saw, like, so obviously the Heat were connected to Russell Westbrook and now not as much, but still kind of to Chris Paul. And people in the Heat subreddit were getting mad because Thunder fans were coming in and being like, Like, why won't you take him? Like, why won't you give us your stuff for him? And we were like, No. no. <laughs> we will not give up the young boys yeah. for that contract. And this is like another thing with the, the Rockets. But like the, are- the, the thing that was funny about it was like they were like, You guys are so irrelevant. Like you you haven't even made the playoffs or you didn't make the playoffs this year, and like blah blah blah. And we're like, the last time that we got out of the first round was the same last time that you got out of the first
1: round? So step back. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the, the Rockets obviously catch a lot of heat. They they yep. catch a lot of heat uh, I, I, from me. You know, yeah. like I, I, I talk a lot of shit about James Harden and their play style and shit like that. So like, I I understand the annoyances, but like, there's a lot of it that's just like, I don't know. It, it feels like kind of like kicking someone while they're down, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, they they completely failed this year um and everything that they've tried to do to to combat the warriors has has failed um and now it's not about that anymore and now yeah now it, it's not trying to get through the warriors it's trying to get through the clippers it's trying to get through the west well, just all of it just trying to get through all of these different teams that you know are they are they fit mm-hmm. uh, uh for that kind of contention you know um but it and it just to me, it's so, like, result-oriented. And, and obviously so. It should be, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, I feel like Daryl Morey and Masai Giri are, like, opposite sides of the same coin. Okay. Like, Masai Giri is someone who fucking raised his risk profile. He made a, a, uh, a, a, a trade that, you know, pushed the needle for his team. I've
0: kind of fallen a little bit more into the camp of that trade was not as much of a risk as people made it seem.
1: I don't know. I've, I've, I I've, I've
0: bought into that a little bit more than yeah. I used to think. Because the idea was essentially, if they didn't make this trade, they were just going to blow it up anyway. They would have given them one more year or whatever, and they would have blown it up anyway. So you're not really risking anything, because you, you basically knew the ceiling of your team. Now, LeBron was out of the East, so it was a little different, but still, you basically knew the ceiling of your team. And you basically knew what having DeMar DeRozan as your best player meant. So, I like, I've fallen into this the side of the argument that making the move for Kawhi was not as risky as it seemed at the time. Even if you didn't win and he left, you still had a great season, and you were going to blow it up anyway.
1: I can understand that. Yeah. I can understand that. But, I, I, yeah, I just don't know if... Um I don't know if like trading away your best player and someone who's not only your best player but like beloved. Just completely beloved throughout your entire. He should ranges. go back there now.
0: If now that they have a ring, he should go back.
1: Yeah, if if they weren't successful last year, you know, let's say like let's say th- they they don't play even throughout the regular season well, right? Like let let's say like because Kawhi is hurt, mm-hmm. right, and he's he's fucked up his quad or his glute or whatever the fuck. Whatever wrong, his injury was, right? who knows? Um, so he has that right. And even while he's like, and while he's off the court, like the team doesn't succeed. They don't
0: go twenty-four and seven or whatever they did. Exactly, they go, they go like twelve and eighteen or something. Exactly. I don't know if I got the numbers let, right.
1: But. Let's say they're you know a six seed in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? And they get bounced out of the first round. Mm-hmm. Kawhi leaves. Well, what if
0: Kawhi's but mm-hmm. but the but the but the but the doesn't drop and the Sixers beat them?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, like I. I, and, and then Kawhi leaves. Like, is that still worth it? I don't know. The 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 know. fact that you, you were gonna give up on the team
0: anyway, that's why I would say yes, because you gave yourself a better chance for mm-hmm. one year.
1: But it's not like it's not like, oh, we're gonna give up on the team anyways. Like they gave up assets to get Kawhi, right? And those assets, if they were gonna blow it up anyways, could result in potentially a better trade deal than. Oh, what- so you're saying you could have used those assets to get. Pieces with so more of an they, eye toward the future. They traded DeMar DeRozan and at least one first round pick and for Yaka Pertle, right? And Yaka Purtle. So I'm not sure if there was any other picks included there, I right? think that was all but that. with that pick, uh, it basically became Keldon Johnson for the Spurs. That's a pretty fucking solid 29th pick. Um, I don't know if you know anything about Keldon Johnson, he's solid Kentucky player. or Kansas I think he play or something? really well for San Antonio, huh? See, like Kentucky or Kansas or one of those schools, uh, uh yeah, one of Kentucky. those big college basketball yeah, Kentucky. schools, yeah. he played with uh, Tyler here. Um, I don't know, man.
0: Like, you love the draft process and, like, you love the looking at the young players. But, like, I just always fall back on the idea that when you look at these drafts, any of the dudes could pop. That's true. But the odds are that only five of them will end up being absolutely like any level of game changer
1: absolutely. on a grand scale. But you also don't know. You like, just don't know which five they are. But you also, like, I, th- I think that there's specific moves, right, that, like, you can make four so let's take different versions. Obviously in hindsight, it's almost laughable to like compare these trades. Right. But like, like the fucking magic have done it before trying to go out and get a a, a star for their team. Mm-hmm. And, but, but like, and, and it doesn't end up working. Yeah. Right. Fucking. And it, it's happened before and it, it will happen again, you know? So like, but it just, it was different because Kawhi, prove that he's one of the best players. There. I mean, we
0: could almost guarantee that we'll see that happen this year because so many teams went out and got a star that mm-hmm. one of them is bound to not be as good as doesn't pan out. Yeah. Or I mean the West one of like a combination of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, um, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and you can keep going. One of them isn't even going to make it out of the second round.
1: That's crazy. Just because of the numbers game. It's interesting. Like, so I'll bring this up. Do you, let's say the Lakers never won a championship with LeBron and Anthony Davis. For the the rest of LeBron's career, Mm -hmm. he doesn't win a ring for the Mm -hmm. Lakers. Do you still make that trade for Anthony Davis? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, because it gives you, I mean, theoretically, it gives you an an excellent
0: Mm -hmm. core to build around. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You have Anthony, you have one yeah. of the best players in the world and he's yeah. 26, 27. You got probably
0: the best big
1: in the, in the league. It's either him or Joel.
0: Yeah. Uh, so like, dude, do, do you feel like people are sleeping on LeBron right now? Yeah, definitely. It's weird. Right? Absolutely. It's really weird. Absolutely. It's like, like people just forgot but, how good he is. Like I get that he was hurt last year and he missed 25 games or whatever mm-hmm. and they didn't make the playoffs. Right. He still averaged like twenty eight, seven and seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's He lacking. was still All NBA. Mm-hmm. Like w- people are like not realizing how great he is. Like yeah. it's weird.
1: Yeah, it's very strange. And yeah, and people are also like mixing up like the fact like oh he didn't make the playoffs therefore like LeBron did bad but like no, he was if he hurt. was healthy through he that was... run they would have made the playoffs
0: exactly yeah it's dumb exactly and then LeBron in the playoffs who knows what happens when that dude gets in the dance yeah. he's like the. The whole the 7 game series is designed to not have upsets. He's like the the breaker of that mold. He's like I'm going to do what I want. I'm LeBron James. I'm mm-hmm. the best player. Like would you do you you think Kawhi Leonard's the best player in the NBA right now? Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. So Especially with KD before. hurt. So like I think that Kawhi was the best player like it's hard to not say that he He was, was the easily best the best player in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah. Easily. Yes. Yeah. But like going into next season, do I think that Kawhi is going to be the best player? Ooh. I I think that it's still going to be LeBron. Like, yeah, me I, too. I, I, don't, I, I don't think, think by that's the end crazy. Of the, I
0: think LeBron might go on like a revenge tour.
1: Yeah. 37-year-old I don't think revenge that's crazy. tour. Yeah. I don't think that's crazy Like if LeBron
0: all. came out and won another MVP, I would not be surprised. I, no, like, I, I thought that that might happen last year. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was going to... Uh, the problem with that, I get why, because it was like, I'm going to LA and it's this big thing. The problem with that was, one, he got hurt. Yep. Two... The team they built around him was not conducive to his skill set and the types of players you should put around LeBron. They just did a bad job of building the team. This year, they've done much better.
1: What do you think about this uh, LeBron at point guard news? He already plays point I put guard. That in, he already plays point guard. I put guard. that in quotes. It's it's like news. a non-story. He already plays not point a, guard. Exactly. He's not, not he's not, not going to he's
0: not going to guard point guards. Danny Green is. Yeah.
1: It's oh, a non-story or uh, fucking Avery Bradley. Yeah,
0: Avery Bradley, uh-huh. probably Avery. Well, if they, st- I don't think they would start Avery Bradley and Danny Green.
1: You don't think? But so? They, oh well, uh, I think it depends on what they decide to do with Kuzma and how Boogie Kuzma's going to be their
0: sixth man. I'm almost guaranteed
1: to that. I would almost guarantee that. Okay, AD they said is going to play the
0: four. Because now that that leaves your five is JaVale McGee or Boogie, mm-hmm. depending on Boogie's like health. I said,
1: it, it varied. There's a lot of like crazy factors yeah. here, like like there's a, probably a lot. But of like Boogie and
0: lineup, and JaVale McGee are going to be your center rotation with probably a few small ball lineups in there with AD, AD at the five. With AD, yeah. They might close games with. I wouldn't be surprised if they close games with Anthony Davis at the five, uh-huh. with Kuzma at the four. Unless closing games. Spelt looking Boogies. Playing yeah, really that's well. the thing. If Boogie is like healthy and like remember how good him and Anthony Davis were in New Orleans? If they're playing like that. Plus LeBron. They're going to have a big three. They're going to be the only team in the league with a big three. Mm
1: -hmm. Besides magic, obviously.
0: Besides the magic, of course. Of uh, Vooch. Oh, wait. No, wait. Of Markel Fultz. Thank you. um, Mo Bamba. And Jonathan Isaac. Bingo. Got it. (laughs) That's your big three. That's the big three. (laughs) Th- they are
1: literally big. <laughs> yes, they are large humans. <laughs> Unless you want to say like the actual big three is Bamba, Isaac, Gordon because it spells B I G. Oh, there you go. That's there fun. Go. The big. three. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Like the the, the the I don't know. The, the LeBron's fucking amazing, I and mean, like he yeah. obviously is so fucking. He, he's very surprising. I wouldn't. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up having an MVP yeah. season. But they do have a lot of uh, volatility with that lineup. I could see Kuzma. I could see Kuzma starting. I could see him coming off. Uh, I think off he'd be edge. a
0: really good six man.
1: Hmm? Yeah. Um. But yeah, the mm. the point guard him playing point guard news is not non-story necessarily news. Non-story. Yeah. he's like, been a point guard like since his second season in the league offensively. But yeah, but it's like I mean, I wouldn't agree with that. Yeah, like was when he was with Kyrie, was he the point guard? Yeah, a lot of the time. Like that's the thing it's it's the
0: the point the point guard thing the position thing in the NBA is so malleable. Well that's that's the problem with the
1: argument is that like what the fuck does being a point he was guard a, mean? I'm
0: sorry. He was a point forward. Right. But like he was essentially right. the point guard.
1: Because if you're if you're uh, if your argument is like you are whoever you defend then Ben Simmons isn't a point guard. Yeah, exactly. You know like fucking LeBron James is never yeah. a point guard. Like he just usually doesn't guard point guards. Mm-hmm. Um but it's like okay like Maybe they don't guard point guards, but they bring the ball up the floor and they run the offense through them. It's like, well, Jokic is a point guard. Yeah. He's a point center. Yeah. That's legit. Like then Jokic is a point guard, but it's like, okay, well like at what
0: point who runs the most pick and rolls on your team?
1: <laughs> because at what point does, you know, do you have to bring the ball up the floor in order to be considered the point guard? Yeah. I don't, it's, it's a weird,
0: the, the position because was there was basketball times era. Kyrie was bringing the, the Yeah. It makes the things so malleable that it doesn't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically just like, are you going to be handling the ball a lot or not? Yeah. And it doesn't like you're, you're basically a ball handler, a wing or a big, and even if you're a wing, you can still be a ball handler. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah.
1: Do you care about tennis? Wimbledon happened, right? Yeah, Wimbledon happened. Uh the Serena win. No. She she was in the finals.
0: Serena right? and Federer both lost in the finals.
1: Oh damn. There was a Nadal?
0: No. He beat Nadal in the semifinals. Oh. Uh. He lost to Djokovic. Oh! Novak Djokovic. That sounds like a basketball player name. Djokovic sounds like some Serbian dude or something. Mm-hmm. Some He'd stretch be on the Spurs. Some stretch four. He'd be on the Spurs. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably on the Spurs. Um, you care about your eye, Faber?
1: That he, he he got a knockout. Yeah, knocked dude hood.
0: out. And then he wants he wants to fight Sudo. That's who, fun. Who do you knock out? I don't know, dude. Some uh, Ricky Simon, Ricky Simone, something like that. I don't know who he is. Some Ricky guy. Simons. A Fernie Simons. He yeah. he rolled into Portland and he beat him up. It was cool because he was in Sacramento. Uh Uriah's hometown.
1: And Fernie Simons is so much bigger than Uriah Faber. That's a weird thing to think he's about. He's like twice as big. Mm-hmm. That is super weird. Yeah. And yeah. Fernie Simons is like Dude, fairly small. Uriah's
0: right? forty. How weird is that? That's strange. Yeah. He looks like he's
1: like twenty five. Yeah. He, he, like, but good, he also, good like, for you. But. He has like the like the mannerism, like he's so bro-y. Yeah, he's so bro-y, yeah. That like, he yeah. He has the it personality makes him seem of a It even younger. younger than he yeah. looks, yeah.
0: That's true. He was rocking the cornrows last night doing his thing. Yep. I can't believe it was the first time he's knocked him out since 2007. It's insane. Come out of retirement, I'm 40 years old, not a good dude out. Good for you. I'd love to see him fight some Hudo. I don't know if he would win. He probably wouldn't. Ooh. But I would
1: love, if he did, that would be awesome. That'd be crazy. That'd be like some Mike Bisbing shit. Yeah.
0: I also like, I just really like eye. He's really likable. And I'm like, it's not that I don't like Henry, Henry Cejudo. It's this, weird, it's this weird phenomenon of a combination of events, right? He's been very boisterous since becoming the champion. And even more so since becoming a double champion. But the problem is, it all leads back to, I don't think he beat Mighty Mouse. So all of it to me, it's like when DC was the champ, yeah. Early on, I was always like, yeah, but yeah, you there's never beat you never beat John. He's an asterisk. Champ. This is a little different because he won. He technically he won, and fine, he's the champ. But I didn't think he won that fight. I thought Mighty Mouse won the fight. And there's like a little bit of it like a the, the 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 UFC has always been very anti featherweight, anti Mighty Mouse, and they never like did they did the judges do it? Was it a th- was it a coup? Was it a coup on the division? Was it a way to get Mighty Mouse out of the UFC? He's not even in the UFC anymore. It's crazy. He is arguably the best fighter ever, and he's not in the UFC anymore. Just saying. I'm not saying I I believe this to be mm-hmm. true. It just it puts a little sour taste in my mouth.
1: That's mm-hmm. nah, too bad. I can't like <laughs> I mean, he's he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's also like a a role model for like young wrestlers when he yeah won the gold medal yeah sure so
0: yeah he's a fine person he's he, you know just like I don't I don't buy the shtick he talks a lot and I don't buy it Uriah had a pretty funny tweet because Henry Cejudo said something I don't remember what it said but I, I laughed let me let me find it I don't want to I don't want to misquote him. Twitter, open up. Uriah Faber. Not Uriah Hall, Uriah Faber. I can't find his Twitter.
1: This is fascinating. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I,
0: I literally searched uh, Uriah Faber and nothing came up. So, you know. Whatever. Oh, there's Henry Cejudo. Okay, let me see if I got this. He said, careful what you wish for, my corn-rolled princess. You could be the next legend to bend the knee to triple C. Is he a triple champ? He's only a double champ. Cejudo champ champ. Oh, because he has a medal. He's an Olympic medal, so he's a triple Ah. C, I guess. Yo, I don't know where I saw the Uriah thing. Shit.
1: Oh, well, fuck it. Yeah, it's one of those things, like maybe if he was like a GSP character, a lot of people would appreciate him more. Henry Cejudo? Yeah. He's just super humble.
0: Maybe. But there's no way,
1: like there's no way like... If
0: but that's the thing. I normally really like boisterous athletes.
1: Yeah, but like... But that, but there there has to be like an
0: authenticity about? to your boisterousness. I have to like believe that you fully believe the things you're saying. Like when Connor talks trash, I believe that he thinks he can knock you out. out. It's authentic.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And it has to be creative when well, it's also like, like f- he, he's done things that are just like, absolutely like uh, fantastical. Like yeah. in, in the octagon, him mm-hmm. fucking knocking out uh, Jose Gialdo, in 13 seconds. It was yeah. w- w- like, you should be fucking boasting yeah. about that, you know? Um, but, like, I, I think that, like, even if he had won, like, and he approached everything, like, with a very GSP attitude and was, like, super humble and shit like that. Like, I don't, how do you how are you not going to like that guy? Yeah, how do you not like you're gonna, him? You're going to not like him because he he won a controversial decision yeah. against Mighty Mouse? Yeah. Like, even getting to that point, that's insane. Yeah. Winning a fucking Olympic medal. Well, I mean, medal. like, the
0: only reason people, anyone didn't like GSP is because they thought he was a boring fighter. And that's the only reason that I can think of that anyone didn't like him. Which, like... Those people are dumb.
1: I mean, Henry Sudo is not, like, a really exciting fighter. I feel like
0: he's tried to be more so. I feel like he's, like... You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. didn't he knock out TJ? TJ was on steroids, too. Hey. Yo, what's up with our boy Cody now? wonder if Cody can make a run. I don't know, man. Maybe he'll be rejuvenated because he's, like... Maybe losing to TJ... That probably, like, fucked him up, right? As a competitor. You lose the same guy twice. Uh-huh. Second fight looked like he had him too. Maybe like the like when he he's like, oh man, that dude was cheating when he beat right. me. Like maybe that rejuvenates him a little bit, gives maybe. him a little push. Maybe, maybe
1: I don't know. Maybe he goes through like a, a Fred Van Fleet thing because he's a father now, right? Maybe.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Cowboy Cerrone thing that just
0: ended though. Yeah.
1: Damn. Anyway, you got a shout out? I do. What's your shout out? All right. So uh, my shout out is a rapper. And she goes by the name Chica.
0: Girl? Yeah,
1: she's a girl. Uh, She is someone that, like, I stumbled upon her Instagram, I'm pretty sure. And I think she's someone that, like, I've seen her Instagram videos before. It's just, like, her holding her phone and rapping over, like, beats and shit. That's a majority of what her Instagram is. And I think that's mostly, like, what she got famous from. She did this um, thing where she rapped over... Uh, Kanye West, Jesus walks, um, and she was rap. And this was after the Kanye West MAGA hat thing. Uh, oh, okay. She was like basically rapping at Kanye. Okay. Um, in this video, so a message for Kanye. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting. She also did uh an interesting uh one with um J Cole's 1985. Uh, you remember how like 1985 was like about like him like sort of addressing Lil Pump and like mumble mm-hmm. rappers and shit. Mm-hmm it was like her counterpoint almost. She was like, like I like, uh, cause like the whole point of J Cole's like 1985 was that like, we should just realize that these kids are like fucking 16, yeah. 17 year olds and they're like getting millions of dollars. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, they're just trying to live their life. Mm-hmm. So like, why are we being so critical of them? Um, but he's like, also like, there's like a, a big thing of like J Cole being like, but if you don't change the kind of music that you're, making you're gonna end up on love and hip-hop you know like your 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 career is gonna fizzle out quick yep um so like her counterpoint was like in her rap like over this 1985 beat she was uh rapping about how um how like destructive um mumble rap is um like just like to the american psyche and like Mm. how like it's just filled with you know fucking white people trying to be black um and people that don't care about like being good and shit like that it was a really good rap but uh, i think the the coolest thing that i actually saw from her wasn't on her instagram but it was actually on youtube uh and i recommend anybody if you search chica so that's c-h-i-k-a chica right that's
0: not how you spell chica
1: not dog. her <laughs> branding dog so uh, if, uh chica flex if you search that on youtube is the very first video that comes up but she did a a freestyle on uh, on funk flex um on his radio show and it's fucking incredible dude yeah. like so she's is it black thought 13 minute incredible though <laughs> um because that really like is thought. bananas i really like black does black thought ever sing i have no idea i don't think so right she sings too so apparently she's only been rapping for about like is it rapping seriously for about two years. Oh wow. Okay. But before that, she was just always sort of in music. Like mm-hmm. she she's always done poetry, like since like middle school or something. Um, but uh, she's always been playing guitar and singing. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of this freestyle dog, she lays just like like one line of like a melody. Um, and it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like she's 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 a good singer, solid mm-hmm. singer. She's not like I don't think she's Beyonce or anything, but she's like she can carry a note. Like mm-hmm. it's kinda like that. She has that like you know how like J. Cole can like yeah. he's not a great singer, yeah, 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 but like yeah, yeah. when he adds Chance in melodies, you're like, ooh, Chance- I fucking Chance love Chance the that. same way, yeah. Yeah. But like but she is better. I would say she's a better singer than both Chance and, and J. Cole. Um uh so it's very much like if you're into like Lauren Hill, uh yeah. if you're into like Erica Badu. Fucking, fucking look up Chica. Those um, are
0: good comparisons to be made to.
1: Yeah. Well, it, she's just, she's someone who is very much, and the, the problem with her right now, like she's just, she's just kind of getting a lot of notoriety. I think she has like 700,000 uh, followers on Instagram. Oh, that's not, oh, no, it's not, it's not, <laughs> as a, no, no. <laughs> um, but um, but she hasn't made a lot of like studio music. Yet, yeah, is, is the big thing. So like when you go onto her Spotify, there's like three songs. Mm. But the the songs are are fairly good. But I think that the the thing that really blew me away was this Funk Flex freestyle. Mm-hmm. She's just so incredibly lyrical and talented, and you can pick it off right off the bat. Cool. And I also want to bring this up, like, and it's kind of like weird to address, like, she's not. She's not going to be famous because of how sexy she is. Mm. Right? She's 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 a bigger woman and a lot of people like criticize like like Nicki Minaj, um uh you know Cardi B, like they're very much like they they sell sex, which I have no yeah. I know issue Some,
0: with Some I saw that the other day that Cardi um, B was like trending on Twitter because she was like answering to a rap producer who said that he doesn't vibe with modern female rappers because they all rap about the same thing? Mm-hmm. And then she was like firing back with like the idea that basically like if female rappers don't rap about like sex and being sexy, they don't sell. True. So it was like it's like an interesting mm-hmm. argument.
1: Yeah. So like I I'm really fucking rooting for Chica in this aspect because mm-hmm. because she's like like she, she has she's just so fucking talented and she she has a lot to say. Yeah. So um yeah chica check out that funk flex freestyle it's only like two minutes i think it's like a like a minute so it's nowhere seconds. near
0: black thoughts 13 minute freestyle obviously weak
1: uh, uh, i i forgot that length was the the most important part of a rap freestyle yeah the longer by you the go way, the better you are by the way i'm putting out a freestyle that's 14 hours long <laughs> it's just me uh in front of a mic for 14 hours and obviously it's going to be the greatest freestyle yeah, of all time. ever because it's that long yeah mm-hmm. that's how it works Part of cool. it is just going to be like me eating fucking Panda Express. Like, That's it's not gonna, rap. That's not rapping. No, it's no, it's fucking 14 hours of a freestyle. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> All
0: right. My shout out is uh, Aziz Ansari's newest stand up special. Oh. Aziz Ansari right now it's called. Um, I was a big fan of his first two uh, uh, stand up specials that are on Netflix. I don't remember what they're called. But the newest one is super interesting because Aziz Ansari had, as he says in the special, a tough year. Um, I don't know if you remember, but he <laughs> went through a bit of a sexual misconduct scandal. Yeah. Um,
1: Which there was like a lot of controversy over, like people like being like, "Is this really a?" Scandal? Exactly. It wasn't
0: even real. It was it was a weird like miscommunication more than anything else. Yeah. And you know he went through all the legal parameters, and he's not guilty of anything. He apologized publicly. He took all the right steps. In dealing with this as a public person, the very first thing he talks about in the special is that thing. He talks about like how he dealt, how it affected him, and how it's, you know, how he's how he's worked through it, and like all this different. It's very interesting. And then he's, you know, he's he's way less. Uh, I guess you could say he's boisterous in a lot of his comedy. You know, he's very like kind of over the top with a lot of things. Sometimes mm-hmm. he's very not that in this special. He's much more reserved. Okay. Um, it was directed by Spike Jones too, kind of interesting. Um
1: That's so always weird.
0: It's when, always like, weird when like, like a, when a prominent director directs yeah. a stand-up special. Yeah. yeah. But like it's a little there's like a dude on stage with him with like a camera. He like talks he's like, this dude's with me, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh yeah, it's just it's really it's really good. Um he's a super funny guy. What's
1: the venue like?
0: Uh it was kind of interesting. The venue is the stage is huge, but he doesn't really use any of it. He has a stool right up on the front of the stage. Uh and he never really goes any further back. Is it a big crowd? Yeah, pretty big crowd. Okay. Right. He also like, does a lot of crowd work. Like in like working he uses the crowd a lot for the okay, jokes. Cool. Like cool. there's a running joke of like he learns one of the dude's names and he starts using his name as like a punchline on thing. Right. Like it's it's funny. And there's like a kid, there's like a there's like a 12-year-old kid in the front row. Right. And he's like, "Why the fuck are you here?" One <laughs>
1: of like most my most like favorite fucking crowd work bits. Uh, is actually from Aziz Ansar. Yeah. Uh, like he like stumbled into like a really funny story, like that, that he, he walked through with uh, one of okay. the audience members. Yeah. Like apparently, like this audience member had, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, they, they were talking about marriage and proposing. And uh, he was asking this audience member, like, how he proposed and everything. And mm-hmm. this audience member was like, like telling the story. And then they like stumbled on the, the, the fact that, like, the. I guess the woman that was proposed to, like, was kind of like unsure of whether whether or not she was going to say yes. Oh so it was god! Like, so it like really got into like this really kind of like awkward story. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it it got to this point where she was like, uh, like, I didn't know what to say, like, like, because the breadsticks were supposed to be coming back, and then and then Aziza like got that hook, and he was like, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. There was breadsticks. <laughs> and this wasn't a five star restaurant. Were you at Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, was there unlimited salad involved? <laughs> and was this the greatest place to be taken your uh, your fiance? Yeah, that's so funny. It was, yeah, it was a it was a really good crowd. Work. Yeah, this is a really funny. The dude. reason I brought up the venue is because like what you're talking about as far as like, no, there is, was a
0: really big crowd. Yeah, and like they were very enthused. And like that was like one of the things he said in the very beginning. Is he was like, and at the end. Which is like kind of the part I wanted to get to is the way he ended it was really interesting. He he like addressed them very specifically and he's like, I just want to thank you guys yeah. for coming out here and seeing me because mm-hmm. like I said before, and he talks like really soft like this right. a lot throughout this special. And he's like, like I said before, I had a weird year, I had a tough year and the fact that I'm able to spend, that you're willing to spend this time with me and I can make you laugh means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. like like there's like an authenticity. Yeah, that yeah. He very he authentic. Authentic.
0: Authentic? Authentic? Authentic. Authentic. authentic, authentic, yeah, yeah. The way he ended is—he like, doesn't end it on a joke or anything. It's just yeah. he just says thank you, and it, it just seems so authentic yeah. and real. Yeah.
1: The well, like the reason that I asked about the venue is because there was a one of my favorite Dan Cook um, specials. Uh, I, I was like a really big Dan Cook mm-hmm. fan um, growing up. Like I was just in that. I was I was in the. The, the window of uh, f- fucking audience members that should be at, like yeah. middle schoolers. Yeah. Uh, when Dan Cook was at his height yep. and he was fucking selling out fucking Medicine Square Garden and yeah. shit, right? Um, but like one of my favorite ones was when he kind of like, he had a falling out, right? Because he had the whole thing with Louis C.K. where he was potentially stealing jokes from Oh, Louis I didn't K. know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um,
0: well, now people would be like, good, steal so- from that guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like, and he came back. He did this. Uh, he did this show called Isolated Incident, um, where he he did a special, and it was like in a very small venue, like I don't think there was like more than a hundred people. I almost feel venue. like that could be better. A lot of than a, lot, a big crowd. This is one thing that you, like you hear a lot with like stand up comics. Yeah, they, you, they they talk about. Um, because it's definitely way easier. There's like, Mm -hmm. and it's way more conversational, uh, when you have that kind of venue, when Mm -hmm. it's like a really small crowd, especially when it's just really dingy and dark. And like, you're just kind of all, it's like, it's like you're cuddled together on the couch. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like there's just a a different vibe, but like when you're like at like Madison square garden, you can't fuck up. It's not, it's not conversational. It's not like it, it, it's, it's a lot harder to be like super down to earth and, and everything. Um, but yeah, it's like one of my favorite specials from from Damon Cook. Mm. Yeah, I, like That's I don't think
0: it's like a giant. It just seems like a normal theater, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was interesting how little of the like stage he utilized because like I noticed it behind him like, how big the stage was, and I was like, he's right up front, and he never really backed off, which I think led to the sort of the the connectivity and the authenticity of it a little bit.
1: What an, like it sort of like adds to the personality of like whatever they're the, whatever they're trying to get across because mm-hmm. like there's just certain people that just don't believe in that kind of thing, like there's certain people that 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 say like like movement and props like and stuff like that is like too gimmicky yeah you know and like that they they say that's not pure comedy I, I disagree with that I mean yeah but then there's, then Car- there's Bo Burnham, exactly Bo Burnham is like is a great example you know like Carrot Top is a great example mm-hmm. a of, Carrot Top is the fucking uh, is very much a punchline to like his own jokes, you know, yeah. like, like, like fucking people constantly reference, but he's underrated. I I enjoy Carrot mm-hmm. Top's comedy. I mean, it's not, he's, he'll never be my favorite comic, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, like, and, uh, but I fucking, I also love guys like Dimitri Martin, mm-hmm. Mitch Hedberg. They don't fucking move. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Dimitri Martin is a little bit more gimmicky, like where he like, he'll do a lot of like weird word jokes like, and yeah. in, in, in fucking drawings and stuff, so but
0: but yeah. I I I like Aziz sorry a lot. Uh I really like his Netflix show, Master of None. Obviously he's really funny on Parks and Rec. Yeah. So Aziz sorry right now is the name of the specials on Netflix. Chica with a K. Chica with a K. And it was the
1: Flex freestyle. Yeah. Was Specifically the, was really I would I mean one? I would recommend just yeah. like watching like her Instagram videos and shit like that. But definitely that funk flex freestyle. Cool. It was sick
0: Yeah. And uh like I mentioned earlier in the show, come back later this week. We have our poll-winning episode. Thanks for breaking that tie uh, for Midsummer. Uh, yeah, it's a good episode. It'd be fun. Interesting movie. Midsummer. Summer is good. Okay, that was weird. <laughs> uh, we probably won't have another poll up for a couple weeks because it's the middle of the month, and we'll put one up for next month. And. I think other than that Hit us up on the social medias And the whatnots Chrismichaelstott.com Chrismichaelstott on Instagram Davenwell25 on Twitter and Instagram For me um, Find the show The Chris and Kyle show On YouTube On Facebook On Instagram On all podcasting platforms Like share, rate, review All that fun stuff T-Hackspot on Twitter I got through way better this time Than last time mm-hmm. We out We out Stay
1: weird